More variety. The city is alive on 97.3. City 97.3. Accra. There can be no other than to say burn three. No need to change. Keep it tuned to city. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM. 7.3 If we call to him he will answer us if we run him, he will run to us. If we lift our hands, he will lift us up. Come now, praise his name, all you saints of For joy to God, our strength. Don Moen, one of the most decorated, one of the most consistent, 
worship leaders of our generation. One of the key acts at Harvest Praise 2023. Together with the Harvest Gospel Choir and Moses Bliss, UPSA. It's Good Friday. Sing for joy to God our strength. It's a family event. Make a date. That's how we choose to start the show today. He will heal our hearts. He will cleanse our hands. If we rend our hearts, He will heal our land. Yes, He will. Starting off the show with Business Sense brought to you by ADB. Business news, sports, all coming up in the next hour. Let's talk about the law of preparation in relation to communication. So whether you are called to deliver a speech, give a sermon, even for an interview, or to give a talk, or an exhortation, or to do a presentation before a class, two keys, you can only deliver what you've developed. So it's important to write your own speeches. Or at least give the basic building blocks of what you want to say if you want somebody to write your speech. But I, I, I prefer always writing my own speeches. Because when you speak, it is what you are that they hear, not what you say. It's what you are that they hear, not what you say. So it's much, much better to write your own speeches so they can f- feel your authenticity. Because your authority in speech is in actually your realness. Your authority is from your realness. So you can only effectively deliver what you have developed. Very important point in the law of communication. And then the second point is as important as the first. If you care enough about your audience, you'll prepare enough. If you care enough about your audience, you'll prepare enough. So sometimes when I'm, I'm asked to speak to very young people maybe people in a primary school or kids who are below age 12 th- that's where I, I begin to get worried because i care about those people a lot and sometimes preparing for them is much tougher than speaking to adults because you need to get relevant examples you need to connect with them so two points in the law of communication you and in the law of preparation in communication you can only deliver what you've developed so write it yourself do the presentation put those slides together yourself and then if you care enough you will prepare enough if the audience matters your preparation matters so whether it's an interview whether it's a speech whether it's a sermon whether it's a talk spend time to prepare privately so you can excel publicly spend time to prepare privately so you can excel publicly that was business sense brought to you by adb get in touch with us for a personal loan top up with reduced interest rates extended repayment periods by calling 059-384-4898 that's 059-384-4898 visit any of our branches nationwide adb truly a greek and more Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS.
Accomplishment. Kofi Kinata with 6:31 as the time on the clock. Newspaper reviews where we start off from. Brought to you by Total Energies, a poorly maintained car engine can age faster. That's why we're offering you the specially formulated quartz engine oil with age-resistant technology. A breakthrough innovation that ensures optimal performance of your engine and improves protection against mechanical wear by up to 74%. Choose quartz from Total Energies. Choose the oil that keeps your engine running efficiently and effectively. Quartz keep your engine younger for longer. Alright, so we're getting straight into a newspaper review, which is Kai is here already with the newspapers. Gofred is also joining us as well. It's an interactive show, 054-998-6996. So what else is news this morning? You know, yesterday, yeah, something really worried me. For the system inside. Yeah, you know, around 8.40, mm-hmm. I was watching the news. Okay. And then they were talking about over a thousand people who had been evicted from their homes in the Gomua East area. I don't know if it was Kasua or somewhere. You know, this was the second day of the story and apparently there was a court order. Mm-hmm. So th- these people had bought the land from some chief and they had built houses. Mm-hmm. And then the thing had gone to court for a long time and then the, the property developer had won. So I think he was working with the 
assembly to either regularize the people or to move them. But then just one done, they just went to start clearing the people and locking doors and things. And then DC said that the method they were using to evict the people was wrong. And I'm thinking, over a thousand families have been moved. You know, and I don't see the urgency of dealing with the matter from a public policy perspective. This developer got so many police people to move the people. You should see the people. And I'm thinking, if, if this had been some affluent people in some affluent part of town, that had gone to take somebody's property and it was a court order. Is that how they will move them? You see. So I'm not saying that people should take somebody's property. Mm. But the way we treat poor people is not fair. Because guy, if you are in cantonment in somebody's house and they want to move you, I'm sure they will, they will be more courteous about it. Charlie, don't time. You see people with their plates and things scattered over the floor. And they were using police to do this thing. And the MC said the people violated the, the the people who were executing the order mm. they violated the agreed modus you know and i, I think it's an important discussion you should okay. you should hear the people okay. that you have over thousand families just uh, middle them. class family or oh, just do, lower why down you, why you look at the things in the house it's you can, can see, you know things. some of them say they are single women looking after kids and things Sorry. you know and it's not even cause an uproar there's been no and it worries me you know and we spent this is the second straight day we did a story on it so there was a story in fact uh, calvis has been following this story for quite a while mm -hmm. first night was on friday mm -hmm. where he reported live about what was happening mm -hmm. you know and then the mc was called and he didn't even know that this was about to happen how can you go and do such a thing without the mc being told then yesterday the mc held a press conference and said the guys who were executing the order were out of order because the order was valid but the way they were executing it was completely out of order and I've still not heard any comment from anywhere, and I think it's wrong, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, I think that we should, we should be, we should be more, we should be concerned about these things. Yeah, these are. There's a lot of things happening in our country where we we assume that it's normal. It can't be normal in a civilized country to go and carry policemen to go and do such a thing in broad daylight. It's not right, you know. Find a place for them or have a discussion. Don't just get up and scatter the police. They are human beings. They have rights. So honestly, I'm not happy about that at all. Yeah, I, Maybe I'll go back to that story today. I, but let, let's do... And I'm not sure it will be in any proper headline. You won't even see it. <laughs> it's not news. Only things people have said is news for us. Somebody has gone to say something. Well, there is an Apollonia chief who is warning public against purchase of land from unauthorized persons. Mm -hmm. That's on the front page of the Chronicle. But the big story is actually talking about the next possible chief justice of the Republic. The Chronicle exclusive says Yoni Kulendi to be next Chief Justice. Getru Tokunu um, also in the race. Also here this morning, NLA to be 92 million Ghana CD richer this year. Samir Uku says Nigeria, La Côte d'Ivoire to pay royalties after 25 years. And something here that says Baumia shown love by the Methodist Church. Mm. Front page of the Anchor newspaper this morning. Two big stories. Wanted thug blows Axim police cover. But I've been following that story. Mm. Okay. And then it says school feeding caterers withdraw service. That one also came up yesterday. School caterers versus Asante Regional Minister. A notorious robber gunned down in Takwa. The NLA has been busy. Samir Uku wants to bring in more money. And a dentist says mouthwash. Cannot replace toothbrushing at all. <laughs> just a compliment. You have to brush. The resulting outcome is what apocalypse. Mm. <laughs> Where mm. you blow fuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me take you to the Ghanaian Times. Fair wages and salaries commission starts 
nationwide payroll cleanup mm -hmm. to get rid of ghost names, irregularities, and undeserving allowances, amongst others. Mm -hmm. The president must be emphatic on his LGBTQ plus stance. This is coming in from a Catholic bishop, the most reverend Joseph Osei-Bunsu. Mm -hmm. And then also five political parties push for amendments of the 1992 constitution. Mm -hmm. I'll take you to the front page of the Daybreak newspaper. It says, E-Levy, where the jobs day? Hmm. And comes with a photo of uh, Karen Foyata, the finance hmm. minister. I'll give you details on that. Hmm. Also worrying story, surgical suture, shortage hits Tema General Hospital. Okay. And then, Budumburam eviction attack on Gumwa East District, and that's exactly. coming from that's Solomon Kakukwam, that's the, the DCE. That's the story. Yes. That's the story. It's actually on TV now. Just look at it. Oh, Charlie, look at it. Look, possession taken by court. Oh, Charlie, over a thousand families. Wow. They scattered their people. They should go, wow. and they brought Ghana police, who will pay for attacks their money to do that work. Well, I mean, if it's a, an order of a court, yeah, but there's a, there's the the order and the way. Listen to you. you should listen to the yeah, DCE. I think you know, Charlie, have to look, watch look it too, actually. Look at women standing there with their headgear. Charlie, how do you treat people like this? Hey, you should be Ghana. Yo, you go on. Let me take you to the finder. Big story says mining disaster looms at Brahabebome. Mm -hmm. Come here and beat me. Brahabebome. Uh -huh. As Chinese Galamse contractor leads Brahabebome youth into sealed off and disused mine shaft yeah um also we're told that nla backs 290 million ghana cities in 222 according to samioku mm -hmm. and ecu staff vendors busted over a 2.1 million ghana city theft and have been granted bail mm. the abc news goes with samir Uku as well also mm -hmm. talk about ecg must give all customers prepaid meters now that's all and then uh a story that came out of your interview uh, with Habib Idrisu. Yes, that was... Nanton MP mm. was stitched up in Parliament's washroom. Yes, that was Habib. Let me take you to the new crusading guide. Guta fights government over newly passed revenue bills. Mm. Also, we are told that Doma East MP to moderate discussions on green economy. Mm. And your dedicated service will always be remembered according to the Judicial Service, which is directing this to COP Kofi Bwati. Okay. And the front page of the Daily Graphic, addressing food insecurity, Greek needs a new model. Mm -hmm. This is coming from Professor Inzamujo. Mm -hmm. That's Professor Father mm -hmm. Godfred Inzamujo. He's the founder of the Songhai Center in Benin. Mm -hmm. uh, the president should also state his position on LGBTQ+, according to the Most Reverend Joseph Osei-Bunsu, mm -hmm. the Catholic Bishop of Konongo, Mampong and commit more resources to mental health delivery. This is coming mm. from Dr. Collins uh, Ajiman mm. uh, to the government. All right. Finally, from me, the Economy Times says Ghana records $752 million in trade surplus. Mm. Also, banks resort to target lending, mm. according to Fish, and um, BOG cuts dollar supply to BDCs for second quarter 2023. Finally, from me as well, the front page of the graphic business, Bernard. New taxes kick in. Mm. Prepare for job cuts. Mm. Businesses warn. Comes with a photo of Joseph Obey, Dr. Guta President, Dr. Humphrey Ayim Dake, President AGI and Makabwaji 
who's the CEO of the GNCCI. And also, uh, some advice on investing in times mm -hmm. of economic crisis. Let's give you some other headlines online quickly. Citynewsroom.com, AGI disappointed over passage of three new revenue bills. Also, Ghana Chamber of Commerce to petition the president over this what they call counterproductive taxes then this one is coming in mpp to hold presidential primaries on november 4 and parliamentary primaries in february mm. so presidential in november parliamentary february next year and then uh, immigration officer shot dead two others critically injured in boko and then nanton mp says my life was less important than the tax bills he gave an interview to maru sander very shocking stuff to hear on the interview probably play some highlights at this tuc is also unhappy with the new taxes they are fearing more layoffs and tough times ahead and there's a story here from the institute internal audit agency that education ministry and public universities record the most payroll infractions yeah so that's the problem there city business news is talking about a 20 million dollar atlantic shopping mall opening in accra and then federation of labor also complaining about the taxes so a number of bodies have complained about the tax. Indeed, my journal line leads with the same thing. AGI berates passage of three new revenue bills, list litany of headwinds killing local industry. And then uh, Harun Adrisu says parliamentary emergency must count for immunity. He was speaking in the relation to the Sabelugu MP matter. And then school feeding caterers in Ashanti region withdraw services of unpaid areas. Goffin has been following the story mm -hmm. because there apparently was a, an exchange of words. Indeed, the regional minister was berating the school feeding caterers mm -hmm. for picketing and complaining that they are not being paid i thought that was bizarre but would we'll, we'll bring you that story as well you know so many interesting things happening um let me take you globally quickly so the big story trump expected to plead not guilty in new york court donald trump is facing charges <coughs> in his home state of new york city or new york state if you want and that's a story i'm keeping an eye on all throughout the day and then there's a drought in catalonia Charlie. Yeah, this is northern Spain. Water levels are falling below 10%. Uh, yeah, so that's something else that is keeping people uh, bothered this morning. All right, so let's start with some stories from here. Okay, uh, Bernard, there's a story about people who are taking money from the government when in fact they should not be taking those monies. All right. And the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission says it is going to look into the matter beginning today. Oh, yeah. Cliff. Ekufu, writing on page 13 of the Ghanaian Times, says the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission has commenced a nationwide payroll monitoring exercise as part of measures to clean up government payroll and ensure equity. Now, the exercise, which is uh, kick-starting with an internal audit um, by the internal audit agency, will, among other things, seek to uncover yeah. salary irregularities, ghost names on the payroll, and undeserving allowances, among others. Now, addressing the media in a cry yesterday, the chief executive officer of the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission um, said, as part of their mandate, they did not only determine wages, but also had a response mm. to monitor the payroll of the government. I, th I think the key story here, apart from what you said, is that IAA is saying that the Ministry of Education, Ministry of Health and Universities are the institutions that have the most payroll infractions, mm -hmm. and they are collaborating with the IIA to do these audits to and, just... And, and you know what? Yeah. I even imagine at a press conference, that some people go to other people to collect their tax what do you call it their car and vehicle information yeah and then use those to now claim vehicle allowance do you yeah. understand like car a maintenance why are we like that anyway sky there are a lot of reactions to <laughs> the taxes and i, I just wanted to give you some other stories before i get to the taxes yes, don't mind. yes let me take you to the newspaper yes one they want to start 
blows yes. as in police cover yes. story. Yeah. Um, I think that story requires a lot more attention because okay. yes, than even just the police statements that we saw. Yeah. Um, yeah. The prime suspects. You're talking about the video where people were yes that video okay you know and the man the, the one who's been declared wanted money to get himself an interview yesterday on, on yes to narrate his side of the story before he's he's caught yeah <laughs> interesting times the prime suspect in the infamous axim galaxy uh, galamse video declared wanted by the police for attacking a police patrol team has spoken from his hideout making some shocking revelations denying the armed robber tag and him Implicating the Axim Divisional Police and others. According to him, Kwame Atwasareni, contrary to media reports, he's rather an informant of the police who have been using him to extort money from illegal mining sites, popularly known as Galamse. Mm. He revealed he only fell out to the police after he collected a sum of 100,000 Ghana cities from some illegal miners and cleverly refused to this time give it to the police. In this interview where he opened up on his activities, Kwame said he, was, he has been an ally of the Axim Divisional Police, specifically in the Western region where illegal mining is endemic. Uh, he said he chose not to give the officers the money because in the past operations. The officers only gave him 2,000 Ghana cities. Mm-hmm. He mentioned the Axim District Police Officer Safo and the District Police Crime Officer as officers he has worked for and handed 30,000 Ghana cities mm-hmm. to a few weeks ago after he collected the said money from Galamse site. Mm-hmm. He said he told himself if he's given over 30,000 to the police almost every week without getting anything more than just 2,000, which was even given to him once. They so also keep the 100,000 Ghana cities. confirming uh, an illicit relationship with the police, police yes. as far now, as money is concerned. On page 3 of the same paper, Reports available to the Anko indicate that the leader of a notorious gang that has alleged that have allegedly been terrorizing illegal miners within the Takwan Shuai municipality has also been gunned down. His mm. name is Ajinya Misulimana, aka yeah, Sule. So that story came yesterday, and the MP for the area was was saying that they were happy that that guy had been caught. But we don't know who shot him. That's the problem. We don't know whether it was like another group or whether it was a police. We yes. don't know. And finally, Bernard, uh, from the Anko newspaper, school feeding caterers withdraw service. We'll come to that. I okay. want Sky to deal with another mining story. Yeah. Then I'll come to this school feeding story. If you go to the finder page two, mining disaster looms at Brahabebome. Mm. And the story says some young people at, <clears throat> forgive me, Brahabebome um, community in Takwa in the western region have endangered their lives by mining in sealed off and disused mine shaft, which has been closed for almost 60 years. Now, what is even worrying is that the young people are working for a Chinese Galamse contractor who has engaged their services for a fee at the peril of their lives. How are these people still in the country doing this? Now, the um, we have we are just talking. The government oh, is just giving speeches. Chale, and, and and this is a, a video of them. It's yeah. a photograph of what what they are doing. Mm-hmm. Now, the race post can also increase with time as large abandoned tailings, facilities, um, rock dams, shafts, and underground workings gradually deteriorate and where no consideration is given to long-term maintenance and aftercare of the closed mine. We'll be here and a major disaster will happen there and we'll now be appealing to the international community to help us to go and, and, and yeah. save these people. So the, the ecological disaster we're seeing is purely because the government is not committed. They yeah. say a lot of things. They are allowing people to do galamse and they are not solving the problem even though they know how to solve it. So this video from Maxim and this story in the finder together should tell you that we are just paying lip service to Galamse. Oh. Now, on education, school feeding caterers in Ashanti have redone their service of unpaid arrears. Mm-hmm. And that story is in the. They are going to see as well, page five. Read it first. Caterers uh, on the school feeding program in the Ashanti region have withdrawn their service of unpaid arrears. The decision comes a day before the opening of basic schools across the country. The caterers are expecting, to, are expecting arrears for the third term in the previous academic year to be paid before they resume 
work. For instance, uh, there's a quote. It says that our reason is simple. Uh, during COVID-19, we cooked, but government didn't make full payments. You have been complaining since, but to no avail. Currently, we've cooked for students for three terms, and they are still not paid full payments. Meanwhile, the Ashanti Regional Minister, Simon Osemensa, chastised and disregarded the caterers who besieged the Regional Coordinating Council and picketed. The, but the minister reportedly turned his back on the women because he did not like how the caterers responded to his plea for calm. The Regional Minister, who was unhappy with the chance of the caterers from the first floor of the office, reprimanded the caterers. Quote, if your child comes to you with chance in demand for a favor, your will you child. be happy? You only brought a petition. Why don't you go ahead? Uh, the so the minister is using the child analogy for people who are owed by the state. But but you know Simon Osemensa. We shouldn't know his you choice should, of you language. Should talk, you should there. talk to people in a proper way. Simon Osemensa has never spoken to anybody people, properly. Women who have not been paid for two years, mm-hmm. and they are picketing, which is their right, and you are telling them that if your child is coming, why? But, I, but I don't give birth to them. But I'm saying for Simon Osemensa, this is true to form. But if it wasn't for politics, Anka, you see the problem. But this is true to form for Osemensa. <sighs> You've heard the man on Eyewitness News several times. This is how he talks. So now school is about to reopen. <laughs> Look at these women. They are sitting on the floor. You haven't paid them. It's not as if they have done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And instead of humbling yourself, you are now telling them that they say, Yes, I'll take you to the DC story after skies. Okay, there are two stories that are still. Yes, the letter written by Bishop. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Bonsu, is that uh, the name? Yeah, that's right. So that is on page 13 of the uh, Ghanaian Times, following from uh, what happened during the visit of uh, the U.S. Vice President. Mm-hmm. And then there's another story too in the final that says LGBTQ parents must be vigilant on what their children watch. Okay. Now let me take the first one from the Machochi um, man. Now the Catholic Church, uh, the Catholic Bishop of uh, Kodongo Mampong, Most Reverend Joseph Osei Bonsu, has called on the President Anadudakwe Kufuado to be emphatic on his stance on lesbian, gay, bisexual, gen- transgender and queer matters. Now, the president of Kufuado in a press conference uh, last month with the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, declined to state his position on the LGBTQ+, and rather said he was waiting for the decision of parliament on the matter, while clarifying that there was currently no legislation in Ghana that uh, criminalizes LGBTQ, President Akufuado acknowledged that the bill had been proposed and was being reviewed by Parliament. Mm. Then he goes on to. Do so I read the article. He was, he was basically saying that the president was not being consistent because yeah. when the president spoke at the Anglican Church mm-hmm. a few months back, he was very clear that <clears throat> it was not be under him that they would legalize LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. But in other platforms, like interviews with Al Jazeera, and then when uh, the question was asked, mm-hmm. his answer appears to emphasize the different things. So the bishop of the Catholic Church says, "Look." Mr. President, be very clear so we know where you stand you on stand. the matter. Uh-huh. I think it's a fair call. Uh-huh. Now, I just but wanted you to deal with the second one. Yeah, the second one on page 10 of the uh, final newspaper says, parents have been advised to monitor what the kids read and watch to ensure they are not exposed to the activities of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer community. Now, it goes on to provide some other uh, details. Right. But the fact is that when you watch many of these cartoons and all of these uh, <laughs> TV things, that yeah. series... And that we are important. Oh, man. Every, 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 every one of them, or almost every one of them has a theme. It's serious. You know, character aligned yeah. the way. Now, let me just give you a raft uh, of headlines. That I won't go into details. Mm. Just to let you know the level of the story. So citynewsroom.com. TUC fears more layoffs, tough times over three new taxes. Right? So that's mm. the TUC. Then Ghana Federation of Labor fears job losses over three new taxes. Mm-hmm. That's also City Business News. 
if you go to myjohnline.com, businesses likely to flee Ghana due to passage of three revenue measures, GNCCI. Mm-hmm. On the same website, AGI berates passage of three revenue bills, list litany of headwinds killing local industries. Mm. So I think that should say what it wants to say. I wanted to do quickly the Gomoa story. Yes, I have it on Patreon. If you have it, you can Yes, so the city version is that eviction of Budumburam, an insurgency attack on Gomoa district. This is the DCE. The DCE for Gomoa is Solomon Dakukwam has described last Thursday's eviction exercise where over 1,000 residents of Sun City, a suburb of Goma Budumburam, were kicked out of their homes by a litigant as an act of insurgency on the district. Wow. He lamented the refusal by the litigant to engage the assembly before embarking on the exercise. Over 1,000 residents or households, you should mm-hmm. say, of Sun City were on March 30 left stranded following their eviction by a litigant of a land dispute. The residents lamented they were given no adequate time to relocate the area and the residents were evicted from their house by the litigant Mm. identified as SNBB under the supervision of a police task force. Now, mm. I have a number of problems with this that I'll deal with when we come back. But suffice it to say that, that I am on the DC side on this. Mm. Even if you are executing a court order, there's a way you are supposed to go about it, which mm. according to the DC, they did not. Well, I mean, so then what, what happened to public interest lawyers? I don't know whether yeah. at some point they got interested. Because it's not a terminal judgment. At the, it is not a terminal judgment uh, at the Supreme some, Court, right? Mm-hmm. So even if the guy has won, to the extent that somebody can appeal, you know, there are, there are some cases that get to a point where it has been finally determined. This is not a, an apex court decision. So the manner in which you have been executing it, I think it's prejudicial. And the DC was clear that there were agreed upon ways in which they were supposed to go about it, and they did not. And what is wrong is that the police were part of it. Yeah, so it says, and he said the police should not allow themselves to be used as private debt collectors because apparently some of the people were being asked to pay. Pay to the so that they would the be chiefs who no the person who wanted ah, okay, because they bought the land from the chiefs okay you know and you know you know these there are land disputes everywhere and I'm just saying that the police must must in whatever they do make sure they are on the right side of the law mm-hmm. that's all we are saying meanwhile there's a story i saw about the igp saying that they are no longer interested in settling out of court yes this yeah, was this the the, the latif of, story yeah. it's on my journal line yesterday mm-hmm. and i i don't know where it is gone now but they basically said that even though the ag said he was interested in a settlement mm-hmm. the indication we're getting from the police administration was that they were not interested in that oh, uh, i don't have the details here right now yeah i saw it a short while chief Dampari, i beg you please settle that matter out of court uh, i mean it's uh, you are trying to create a new image for the police service <laughs> and uh, if if there's a way of settling this matter please uh, use that process just a quick highlight from court as well so yesterday there was the sabelugo mp's case and mm-hmm. and guess guys must be a very popular mp the other thing you need to we, we need to see like the number of people who went to the court yeah you know and i i don't know whether they were masked up by politicians or whether the people felt that they had to go and represent their mp but it's not healthy Mm -hmm. all right for the the i mean if you're a judge sitting in this court Mm -hmm. i mean it was like a demonstration yep you know thousands of people masked up at the court so Mm -hmm. it puts pressure on the judicial system and we we should not put that type of pressure on our judicial system honestly tamale south mpr and has called for a case to be made on whether parliamentary emergencies cannot be a justification for a member of parliament to stay out of court. So we know the story, right? The uh, There was some sort of, in, um, what do you call it, contempt issue because the guy was not able to get into court. Mm-hmm. But the minister, the MP is saying that he had to represent his people in parliament, which is why he stayed away mm-hmm. from that particular court summit. Okay. So Haruna is saying that we should use that as a test case to see 
whether in attending on parliamentary duty you can use that and in fact yesterday when we interviewed the mp for nantong mm -hmm. which is not too far from savelugu mm -hmm. the mp was saying that yes he admits speeding but that he was rushing to parliament to perform a national duty mm -hmm. indeed that story again is on <laughs> and, and just a, uh, very interesting yes thing. outside court yesterday someone asked me the question and yeah. i asked the person to consider whether Strictly speaking, we can invoke the, 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 the defense of necessi necessity yes. in circumstances like that. But it is a very... You know, yeah, so the MP admitted to yeah. speeding mm. and he also said that he had endangered his life and life of other people, but mm. he was doing it in the supreme national interest. The police should go and talk. Uh, was, was basically, in fact, we can hear the interview, but that's what he was uh -huh. saying. The police should talk to him. Yeah, uh, uh, you see, so the police possibly can invoke reckless and inconsiderate driving, right? Because of the way he drove and how he endangered, you know, other people road users. And meanwhile, he admitted also that when he got into parliament, he was he had a cut, deep cut on his eye, forehead, forehead and he had to be stitched in the in the in the uh, parliament uh, restroom imagine if and the he was given injections there yeah i mean so there imagine, are serious issues imagine there. if the tables were turned we have to, we have time to go into this so that mm. was the news of our review with a lot of controversial issues we'll be back with city business news stay with us all right Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Bernard. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goral and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, currency analyst projects Ghana City to appreciate to nine cities per dollar soon. Also, Ghana Chamber of Construction Industry urges government to pay debt owed its members to save the alien sector. Now to details of our stories. Now, currency analyst with GCB Capital Limited, Courage Boti, is projecting the local currency to appreciate to about nine CDs to the dollar soon. This he attributes to the progress made by the government in negotiating its debt with its bilateral creditors. The CD presently trading at about 11 CDs to the dollar after crossing the 16 Ghana CD mark sometime last year. Mr. Boti has been speaking to City Business News on the trajectory of the local currency. The hope is that it will keep correcting until it finds a level. I think a stable level now could be around the 9 or 10 CD area. Because when we saw that sharp correction post uh, staff level ag agreement, it came back to something around 9 CD. And so I'm tempted to say that as if you like the support level uh, for, for, for the CD maybe going forward. And so it could come close to those levels depending on the availability of liquidity on the market and then the demand levels and how speculators play and all of that. But between now and then, I think those who have accumulated FX uh, looking for a chance to sell, with the trend going on now, it triggers speculative selling, which could improve liquidity on the market. And that is why this trend will continue probably until this uh, IMF deal is approved finally. That was currency analyst with GCB Capital Limited Carriage Booty. 
Now, the Ghana Chamber of Construction Industry is demanding that government pays its members as soon as possible to salvage the ailing sector. The group has repeatedly expressed its frustration, stating that its members are accumulating substantial debts with banks and are at a risk of shutting down. Emmanuel Cherry is the CEO of the chamber and he emphasized that promptly settling the de- the amount owed its members would have a significant positive impact on the country's unemployment rate given the sector's status as a major employer. To be honest with you, if government could have been proactive a little to try as much as possible to pay a critical attention to the construction industry because the people we are training, without the jobs, where are we taking them to? As the ones who are already on the field, the male, their counterpart milk, uh, how do you call it, the workforce who are on the field, most of them are being laid off by the same uh, 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 companies and what have you, as a result of what? Non-payment. There's a lot of redundancy going on in the industry. So therefore, to be honest with you, government has a very instrumental role to play for the success of this particular project. Without that, it's going to be a challenge because if the industry collapse, all the training we are giving to these people, electricians, where are they, take, where are they going to? Electrical engineers, where are they going to? From, uh, how do you call it? Welding fabricators, where are they going to? Auto mechanics and what have you, where are they going to? All these things come back to the same industry. So we are pleading to government, using this particular opportunity, for them to take a real look at the construction industry, then challenge the canker that is eating the, in the, the fiber of the industry is about the non-payment. So government should try as much as possible to pay contractors, and contractors themselves will contribute by means of what? Employing. The more they employ, the more we train, so that we at least take on employment from the streets. That was CEO of the Ghana Chamber of Construction Industry, Emmanuel Cherry. He spoke to the media on the sidelines of a graduation of some 200 females as part of a project dubbed Innovation in Non-Traditional Vocational Education and Skills Training funded by the Government of Canada through Global Affairs Canada and in partnership with the Ghana Chamber of Construction Industry. Away from that, the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers Ghana, COPEC, is urging government to stock up the country's petroleum reserves to cushion Ghanaian consumers as prices of the commodity goes up on the international market. Although there has been a decline in the prices of the product, there is predictions prices will soar again in the next pricing window as global crude prices have begun to soar. This follows announcement of a cut in supply by OPEC, which has seen a spike in prices to over $80 a barrel. Speaking to City Business News, the Executive Secretary of COPEC, Duncan Amar, stressed the need to increase the country's reserves to absorb the shocks. We would have expected or wished it went down further, particularly when you take the big three OMCs and the levels that they are charging currently. It would have been our expectation that the prices will be a bit more lower than it currently is. That notwithstanding, it is appreciated that we've seen sustained reduction in pump prices over the past few months. We are quite hopeful that the public will be a bit relieved with these reductions. Prices are expected to go up by the second window in April. It will be our expectation that the managers of the economy would work on the local currency and also ensure where we need to store products, we store some now because the indications we are getting from the global market space is that we are likely to pay more for petroleum products come the middle of month April. That was the Executive Secretary of COPEC, Duncan Amwa. 
Now, local vaccine production has received a major boost following the signing of a 5 million euro investment grant between the European Investment Bank, the lending arm of the European Union, and DEC Vaccines Limited. The grant will serve as seed fund for the development of a vaccine manufacturing unit while also paving way for the local manufacturing of vaccines against diseases such as COVID-19, malaria, among others. Ambassador of the European Union to Ghana, His Excellency Echad Razali, at the signing ceremony and he said the EU remains committed to supporting Ghana become the vaccine manufacturing hub of Africa. The agreement we are celebrating today also paves the way for ensuring that essential vaccines against diseases like malaria, COVID, human papilloma virus, pneumonia, rotavirus, and cholera could be manufactured locally as well and become accessible to every child born in Ghana and beyond Ghana in the world continent because this is what we are speaking about making Ghana and a few handful of countries a key partners, a key provider of vaccines for the rest of the continent. Basically, Africa is importing 90% plus of its vaccine. It's consuming 95% plus of vaccine produced elsewhere. And we agree this is not sustainable. You heard Ambassador of the European Union to Ghana, His Excellency Eckhard Razali. Now, meanwhile, Managing Director of DEC Vaccines Limited, Dr. Kofin Siapoku, in an interview with City Business News, said Ghana will, by end of 2024, begin local production of vaccines. We have just started the building, which is um, on the Crown Sawam Road of the Kotoku. We are about one kilometer from the Vortex factory. So construction has started. The official groundbreaking of the facility will be on the 18th of April, where the president will come and unveil it. If all things go well and we get all the funds that we need, we hope to finish the factory by the end of 2024. Then within six months, produce the first vaccine. So what I'll say is that the first vaccine, which will be the malaria vaccine, will come out from the factory around middle of June 2025. But the factory and trials will begin at the end of December 2024. That was Managing Director of DEC Vaccines Limited, Dr. Kofi Insia Poku. Now, on the interbank foreign exchange market, where banks stood amongst themselves, the dollar remained unchanged and is selling at 11 cities 2 pesos. The British pound is selling at 13 cities 6 pesos. It recorded no price change. The euro is selling at 12 cities. It also recorded no price change. However, at some forex bureaus in the capital, the dollar is selling for 12 cities 15 pesos, while the British pound is selling at 14 cities 85 pesos, and the euro at 12 cities 88 pesos. Let's now join Mark Jordan Sikanati of Data Bank for updates on the bonds market. Last week, the Treasury accepted 1.6 billion Ghana cities out of its worth, 1.62 billion Ghana cities, exceeding the auction target by 19.53%. At the close of the auction, the 91-day yield gained 51 basis points to 19.29%, while the 182-day yield added 42 basis points to 21.86%. On the flip side, participants in the secondary bond market traded a total face value worth 62.31 million Ghana cities, representing 38% week on week decline in weekly turnover. Bond prices traded averagely lower, causing the data bank bond index to lose 1.26 points week on week to 97.75 points, advancing the weighted yield to maturity by 24 basis points to 9.55%. 
That was Mark Jordan Sikanate of Data Bank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goyle, empowered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Obudu. Thank you for listening. Have a good business day. And as always, please stay safe. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. minutes past seven city business news there with michael Lugbudu. coming up next is kickoff brought to you by shell fuel super save and sell fuel save diesel and shell v power as well the triple action formula improves engine efficiency prevents deposit build up and protects your engine from wear and corrosion for extra clean extra protection and extra savings switch to shell fuel save today because extra kilometers go a long way and the shareholder savings and loans has been supporting the investment goals of customers with attractive solutions with easy to access uh, or with easy access to track your funds we offer flexible deposit products for 91 days 182 days and 365 days open a fixed deposit account with us or call 0577 seven hundred. savings and loans a trusted safe haven for your investments All right, so uh, Benjamin is here with the news. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, Ben. Let's get into the headlines. And BBNE Gold Stars, they were winners against Legon Cities in the uh, Ghana Premier League midweek action. And then there was also Everton versus Tottenham ending in a draw. Today, there's Chelsea versus Liverpool. And in boxing, um, Joseph Agbeko has advised Isaac Dogbe not to change weight class.
let's start off with the Ghana Premier League. BBNE Gold Stars, they were involved in midweek action uh, in the Ghana Premier League with Legon City's BBNE Gold Stars winning by three goals to two in that particular game. Let's get some reaction from the managers. Let's get to the camp of BBNE Gold Stars. Michael Osei is head coach. He was happy with his team's victory. It was a very dicey game, very difficult. Uh, looking at the, the position, the, the, the opponent are... You can see they, were, they are frustrated, so they, they came all out. Uh, but we started, we started the game very, very well, and then we got the early goal. And then later on, I think we slept a little, and then they were equalized and then get another goal. But we came back into the game again, and then uh, we, we scored another two goals. Uh, but later, later in the second half, I think uh, we were a little bit looking like uh, struggling and so on. But... Uh, you were able to manage to get the three points. So you heard Michael Osei, who is head coach of BBNE Gold Stars. Let's also hear from Legon City's head coach, Maxwell Konedu. I think it was a keenly contested game. Uh, both teams did their best. They had their chances and they took them. We also took some chances. Uh, but uh, to sum it up, I'm saying uh, it's a good thing. They've been playing well at home. We came and we did our best, but it wasn't just enough to carry the day. So you heard Legon City's head coach Maxwell Konedu speaking there. Let's get to some uh, national team related stuff. An assistant coach of the Black Meteors Godring Atram has identified the host nation Morocco and Egypt as the biggest threats to winning the upcoming under 23 AFCON. Now, Ghana is one of eight African teams that will be vying to secure a slot at the Paris Olympics men's football competition when the AFCON commences this June. Now, speaking to City Sports, Atram noted that the Black Meteors' successful uh, conquest of Algeria in the qualifiers has furnished them with a clear comprehension of the playing style of North African opposition. I think that the top oppositions are Egypt and uh, Morocco. Well, Morocco is the host. Egypt they are the defending champions. Uh, I'm sure that the pairing will be one will be in the A and one will be in the B. If you want to be the best, you always have to mingle up with the best. Uh, I don't think uh, we are we are panicking of playing against those two. Playing against Algeria has already given us the, 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 the main idea and the concept how to play against those northern area. The technical team, the head coach Brian Tanko, also my colleague, assistant Michael Osei, has really been the very united. We have a very strong capacity, which we are bringing it on board for the players to have some a lot of uh, uh, training and impact all those who are having problems, we are trying to fix those problems so that when you get to the main tournament, we'll be able to uh, save through. Now, Gordon Atram further revealed that the Black Meteors technical team has plans of beefing up the squad and also engaging in a number of high-profile friendlies before the start of the Under-23 Afghan. A meeting with our executive members who are on board. We have been able to assemble our reports to them. Head coach Brian Tanko has been doing that. And then also he asks us to if we have some recommendation that we can give it to the FA so that they can work on it for us. I think that we must have some friendly matches, international friendly, not only in the domestic ones, the domain. We must have some international friendlies, very, very important, even if it's possible, to play against some of the north inside. Well, we know that they, they carry the weight when it comes to these tournaments. And and if you are able to grip them very well and play against them in friendly matches, you'll be able to 
have a lot of adaptation. The players will have an exposure. They will have a lot of idea also to play against them when it comes to the tournament. The tournament is just around the corner. It's two months to go. So it's going to be a very interesting tournament. Very, very tough tournament. But with hard work and believe in uh, what you are doing, you know your goal your focus and you believe in what you are doing i'm sure you will say true and qualify to the tournament so you had black meteors assistant coach gordon Acham speaking there let's now move on to some foreign stuff and let's catch up with last night's action in the english premier league everton versus tottenham hotspur it was a very exciting encounter there were two red cards handed out in that game abdullah dukori for everton sent off and lucas mora also sent off for tottenham Hotspain and the two teams split the points uh, when it uh, was all said and done. Now, today, AFC Bournemouth, they will be up against Brighton and Hove Albion. There's Leeds United taking on Nottingham Forest. Leicester will take on Aston Villa. There's Chelsea versus Liverpool, which is the big game. Uh, we'll bring you live commentary of that one uh, right here uh, at 7 p.m. And then also, let's get some um, reaction. Our interim Chelsea manager, Bruno Salta, is hoping for a response from his players after the sacking of Graham Potter. First of all, it's a sad day. It's a sad day for 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 the staff uh, because Graham and Billy they live in um, two top coaches, uh, top people, top human beings, and and how I see it is uh, I have to be the most professional I can, uh, try to help the players, guide the players uh, towards preparing the game the best we can. Now, Liverpool manager Jürgen Klopp insists his team needs to bounce back from their humbling against Manchester City. Badly as it, as it's possible, we need. Yeah, definitely. So, again, super strange game. Okay, first half, awful second half. We said it. It's not. It's unacceptable, but it happened anyway. Um, and now um, we are have to make sure we are ready. You, it's, it's, you have not... We cannot work really on the pitch. That's it. But... This games like this have a have a have an impact. Double, we might lose even more confidence, but the desire to show reaction is there as well. So the boys are, are still good people, um, and they want to show reaction 100%. So you heard Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp speaking there. Big game on our hands. Chelsea, Liverpool, both teams struggling uh, this season. So this should be an interesting one. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. There's more sports at citysportsonline.com. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Health Tidbits is brought to you by the Nyahoo Medical Center. Welcome to Nyahoo Health in the City. Did you know that about 1 in 10 women suffer from postpartum depression or PPD? This is a type of mood disorder that can affect women after delivery. It is characterized by feelings of sadness, hopelessness, and worthlessness that persist for weeks or months and interfere with daily functioning. Some common symptoms of PPD include fatigue, anxiety, changes in appetite, difficulty in sleeping, irritability, and lack of interest in the baby. This is a serious condition that requires prompt attention and treatment. Here are a few ways to manage the condition. One, ask for support from family, friends, and support groups for new mothers when dealing with PPD. Two, Make time to engage in hobbies or other activities that you enjoy and seek professional help. Talk to your healthcare provider or mental health professional if you are experiencing symptoms of PPD. Our team of psychologists are ready to assist you.
Call or WhatsApp us on 050-143-662 for further inquiries or follow Nyaho Medical Center on social media for more health in the city tips. Nyaho, improving your quality of life. Health Tidbits was brought to you by the Nyaho Medical Center. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. And uh, if you are listening whilst driving, (laughs) keep your eyes on the road. Rains in Ghana are the ultimate test of everything. Ultimate test of the quality of road. Ultimate test of our water. Because there's no rain, there's no water to drink. Rains the ultimate test of power stability. Electric poles come tumbling down. Ultimate test of the quality of TV. <laughs> DSTV, when it rains, you don't get it. The ultimate test of many things. It's also the ultimate test of driving. 
because a lot of times visibility becomes poor even in the day when it rains street lights don't work in many parts of the country you may also hit some crazy potholes when it rains especially rains which are windy so this is my advice get into a big car park like the Akramo, just park and wait. You don't need to. You don't need to force yourself. If you haven't left home, just wait. All right, that uh, meeting can wait. Your life is more important. So, a uh, weather system from the east causing a lot of rain this morning in the southern part of the country. And uh, this morning. I think Jimmy sent the weather thing. He sends it every day. So yesterday, the, the the in fact at five, almost six p.m., it was uh, predicted that was going to be thunderstorms and rain from around eight p.m. So this is the possibility of rain from yesterday that has come into today. But if you're cruising on your way to work or traveling out of the car- capital or from your re- region to another region, enjoy the song. Go ahead, man. All right, so this morning, we're going to do the show in a very interesting way. We have three case studies that we will be presenting to you. And those case studies will invite comments, hopefully, in the next two hours. The first case study is the MP for Nantong. Who risked his life to get into parliament to ensure that a vote was taken in favor of three taxes? He not only risked his life, he risked the life of somebody else who deal with that first case study. There's also a very bizarre one where a video has shown police and private security people or galamse security people engaging in a very suspicious conversation which exposes the police to a lot of ridicule and that really goes back to the question of the fight against mine and for me it's become one of the most disgraceful things about this government that they've not mastered the political courage to deal Galam said the blow they have to deal with it. So the finest front page is talking about Chinese involvement in Galam at Brahabe bombing. And then the video shows police people in a conversation with some people. And the guy then gave an interview saying, well, when he goes to do the work and brings the money to the police, they don't give him some. Or they give him only small. <laughs> so under what arrangement is he sending money to the police? That's the question we have to answer. And then the third one is the one which really, really worried me. Over a thousand people at Gomabudu Mburam evicted after a court order. There are things thrown out of their homes. And this eviction was done with the help of the police without the DCE or the assembly's involvement. Now, this is not right. But if you've been uh, prevented from going out of your house because of the rain, you can stand in front of the mirror and dance so not a problem <laughs> just dance right Ghana will not end because you dance for 30 minutes so just have fun enjoy so this is Mr. Wendell uh, 
and we'll request a few happy birthday greetings to Agnes Ami Agbenu of Ghana Port and Harbors Authority Finance Department and the entire family and Sam Korte wishing you joy, happiness and bliss on this wonderful day from Kofi Tremating aka Kofigo happy birthday to right honorable professor Aaron Mike Okwe Senior. Oh my God! What a man! That was his brother. That was his son. That was that was a Gabo. Yeah, that's right. This is the man. Now the right honourable professor Aaron Mike Okwe Senior. Yeah, you forgotten the Reverend. Oh my God! You know they say a jack of all trades, master of all. So big man. AKA believe No, it's not his name. I dissociate myself of that name. <laughs> He's one of our most prestigious audiences that Ghana has produced. Yes, I agree. He excelled in uh, his academia as a professor of political science. Yes. Excelled in the priesthood. Yes. As a, a highly elevated, very rare. Excelled in the, the parliament of Ghana. <laughs> I think two terms. Yes, MP sir. for W. Kabinya. <laughs> rose to the high office of the Speaker of Ghana's parliament. That's, that's true. You know, I mean, a big man's big man. Yes. I mean, <laughs> a diplomat. And a and the minister of Ghana's case? high commissioner to India. I agree with Minister for energy. Yes. Charlie's a big man. Yeah. But when he came here, we no, he said he was doing that time. He was running for president. Yeah. He said that is before he didn't excel no, at so that he, one. No, he brought he brought Gate. What the book on Nikenika? Uh-huh. So one of his, no. yeah. So I was here with Fred and he was saying that look, he, his message is simple. You empower people. That one of the deals he got with the Indians was to produce, help them get like tools to work. Yes. So he will give them uh, nika nika, and then they will do worry. Yeah, I believe my movement. That was the beginning of it. No, it's a big one. No, but you know he recently, he recently lost his wife. Yeah. So, so we sympathize. And, and um, but you know, look. I, you you may not always agree with his politics, but Michael Quay has has done his bit. Yeah, exactly. You know he's done he's done everything. I, I think I mean Parliament will remember him for the reform he brought on the matter of uh, private members' bills, uh-huh. which it would seem is serving it's wonderful republic it's wonderful. very well now. Um, he's also uh, finalized the creation of a legal office, properly so called, within Parliament, mm-hmm. and uh, so therefore. So, in the annals of Ghana's parliamentary I mean, history, those two major things. Professor Michael Kuh will be remembered for introducing the private, the private members' bill. I remember there was a consultation on this. He invited Kwesi Prempe and all those guys. Yeah. All of us were there, and he was busy. And Bagbin. Yeah. In fact, I remember that the Bagbin had lost his voice. Mm-hmm. I remember that day clearly. So that day, Kwesi Prempe and Co came to presentations, and then Bagbin had chaired some committee. He said he was tired, and then he brought him. Charlie, when he started talking about this private members' bill, mm-hmm. oh my God. So everybody, he built consensus around it. And this is what we want, where somebody uses his position mm-hmm. to bring people together, to bring reform in a way that helps all of us, mm-hmm. right? So, we don't agree with everything Okwe has done, but on that point, mm-hmm. Charlie, Beju too. So, happy birthday to Professor Michael Okwe, also from the Odadia family. Yeah, we used to call him Professor. <laughs> all right, a few more coming in. Happy birthday to our dear friend Zahra Sulemana. Office of the Managing Director, ADB. We wish you many more years of endless blessing and fulfilled dreams. Cheers to you for another journey around the sun from all of us at ADB. And also wishing our sister and friend, Zara Suleimana, a happy birthday. So this is coming from a different person, from Mohammed Ali. Okay. 
All right, this one says, Kindly wish my daughter Jewel Makela Mateki Mate a happy mm-hmm. fifth birthday. That's from right. uh, her parents, Mr. and Mrs. Akita Mate. Mm. And then one that just came in from my friend Zilix Duane to Andrew Selassie Ataja, aka T Square. Andrew Selassie Ataja, aka T Square. You do all. <laughs> Happy birthday to MFA Fiajenu, an avid listener of the City Breakfast Show. Have a fantastic day. All right, this one um, is a message to Divine Ado. Today's Divine Ado's birthday, so happy uh, birthday to you, Divine Ado. All right. And belated happy birthday to Helen Grace. Helen Grace, City FM, City TV production. Yeah. Alpha Delta, Alpha Delta, Laboni, Ring Road, Central, and Kolebu branches will be working throughout the Easter season. Good Friday, Easter Sunday, Easter Monday, and all holidays. Our drive through service will also be operating 24 hours on these days. Our Laboni branch will maintain the usual 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. So we're talking Alpha Delta Pharmacy. So whether you're in Laboni, you are at the Rig Road or Kolibu area, 24-7. And in this era of haircuts, investments, be smart with your cash and invest in a venture that guarantees full returns. With just two deep freezers, a block structure and a store, and 10,000 CDs, you can become a farm milk agent today. Farm milk is empowering Ghanaians to be entrepreneurial. This is your opportunity to become your own boss. So with as little as 10,000 CDs, Farmbook will support you with sales equipment. You will need to set up your own ice cream shop. Call Farmbook now on 030-7595 and we'll set you up. Wouldn't it be nice if a bank said, okay, I'm going to give a special Farmbook loan for this Mm -hmm. or like, you know, imagine people who want to work Give them eight thousand cities. Let them add the two thousand as counterpart funding. Let them show some history of serious work. Set up ice cream vending. It's a joke. Yeah, yeah. It's Charlie's a joke. Oh yeah. If I, it be, it's better than sending that person two hundred cities every month. If that person gets that job, Charlie, they won't ask you for money every week. So go and talk to Farmbook about this. Call them on zero three zero seven triple zero five nine five. I think it's a very interesting way of setting people up. Yeah. And it was right after his studies in recycle management that Paul Kofi accepted the challenge of building houses with plastic waste. So not only does he help in recycling waste to save the environment, Paul provides jobs for many Ghanaians. At Apsa, that's what we call Africana City, the distinct ability of the Ghanaian to get things done. Africana City is our inspiration. It defines who we are and what we do. It's our commitment to helping people find a way to get things done. So this is my advice. Call Apsa. Tell them you are looking for Grace and Nimbiabo. She's the one in charge of business banking. <laughs> and when when she, when you call her, Ben Alavle on City said, if you wanted proper loans, you can't talk to her. She will, even if she doesn't give the loan, she will advise you what you should do. So when you go, say you are looking for Amazing Grace. <laughs> That's her name. Yeah, she sits at business banking. She's a big woman. It's a big woman. Yeah, she, and nothing passes that bank without passing through her. She's the major major. No, she's just she's the director of business banking. Powerful. And so call Absa and say Charlie Grace. Aloski say you should, I should come and see you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. They will give if I even if for nothing at all, they will do some training. They will do some SME training for you. <laughs> even if you don't get the money, you get the training. They should use Aloski as a code name. Eh? Oh yeah. Yeah. Grace, your boy. Yeah, it's a big woman. Code, <laughs> if they don't give you money, they'll give you training. 
And then we we'll give you at least some tea to do. Yes, I mean, we're getting some guy to come and work, work on our website. Mm-hmm. And I think the guy is a Togolese. <laughs> so he said, he will set up the thing. So, I mean, I say, ah, so when you set the thing up, how will we do it when you are not there and go back to Togo? Yeah. So, ah, but we'll do training. <laughs> so, ah, so we'll do training. train us to do that when he's in Togo. <laughs> he didn't get the job. <laughs> How can you can set up a system that you have to do training? Yeah, but, but that's the thing. You have to be trained. That, that's how we ended up with Samuel Apia Dankwa. Because the, the, the Togolese guy said you do training. <laughs> Samuel said this training here. Masa. Oh, good morning, Nehemiah Atiga. You've also done some for us. He used to be the guy doing the website. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I tell you. Training. Training. Yeah, yeah. Training. Anyway, get ready to elevate your driving experience with a vehicle from Toyota Ghana. Now, for a limited time only, Toyota Ghana is offering a super bundle offer on the following vehicles. A 1.4 liter Starlet, 1.8 liter Corolla Cross Adventure, and the 1.5 liter Rush. Now, if you get any of these vehicles, you are getting, in addition, an irresistible price discount, one year free comprehensive vehicle insurance cover, one year free home insurance cover, one year free service, and free starter fuel. You can... um. Visit any of Toyota Ghana showrooms in Accra, Temakumasi, Tamale, Takwa, and Takrade on 0302-910-204. Toyota, superior quality. Now, what if I told you that, first things first, what Mm -hmm. if I told you that the number one always comes before two. That's true. And the letter A always comes before B. It's also true. And that B always comes way before the letter N. Definitely. What if I told you that at FBN Bank, our goal is to put you, our cherished customer, first. I like that. Our products and services have been designed just for you. So, Mm. get in touch with FBN Bank. FBN Bank, think FBN Bank, you first. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Easter is approaching. So from Good Friday to Easter Monday, Rock City Hotel. We'll be rocking the city. Yeah, I tell you. They're giving you the best Easter ever in Kuehu. Your day starts uh, with an amazing buffet breakfast at 7 Mm a.m., lunch at 12 Mm p.m., dinner at 6 p.m. Yes, please. At a cool 165 cities for adults and 100 cities for children Mm. under 12. So get in touch with the people at Rock City and get some Great all-round entertainment on Good Friday with DJ Mono at the Rock City Nightclub. Yeah. On Saturday, Abrantia Amachi Dede will be there to give you high life. And on Sunday, is Ladies Night with Kwabna Kwabna. And the DJ Castro will be spinning all the latest hits. Enjoy Easter in Kweu at Rock City Hotel, your ultimate destination, and come back with memories. Alright, so the first thing we'll be doing this morning, you'll be hearing from the MP for Nanton, uh, Honorable Mohammed Hadi Tuferu who spoke to Marusanda Amadu on Eyewitness News, narrating what happened to him. Before that, though, happy birthday to Mrs. Sedem Ajo Daku. From your husband, Fred, and the kids, Nanasika and Kweku Kranting. And condolences to the family of lawyer Nicholas Nomeshi. Who lost your mother? Who's also the actually your your mom in law? I should say your mom in law, Eva Ama Buedua. You lost your mom in law, Eva Ama Buedua, who's the wife of former MP for Ketu North, Honorable Modesto Sahiyabele. So this is to Nicholas Nomeshi and the family. 
All right, so let's start in Parliament. Yesterday, we interviewed a gentleman who said his car was knocked and hit by the MP. While the MP was rushing to Parliament to vote for the three tax bills, he said he was hit around 9 p.m. Uh, based on all that we heard from this gentleman and based on all we know happened in Parliament from Sky, Mario Sander called up the MP who had uh, found himself in Tamale. So apparently he had left the jury Accra to Tamale because there were concerns about his health and he had to show himself to the reporter, hey, I'm still here, I'm not dead. So Mohamed Tuferi spoke to Tuferi spoke to Umaru Sanda Amadu. Friday, I got to Parliament 6.30, take a rest up to 8.30 and left Parliament for Minister of Agriculture. Then we did the meeting up to 4 o'clock. So I came to Parliament at 4. Then we were in the chamber, we were doing our normal work. Then suspension, we come back, suspension up to 6, 7 o'clock. And then 7.15. Actually, uh, along the line, the whole, uh, in the scheme of this, my wife was at the hospital with my, my small girl at the International Maritime uh, Hospital. So we communicated and things were going fine until later part when she told me that the, 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 the drips were not going well, Then, uh, but it was all good and you removed the, the system waiting for some time to reconnect. So we have communicated up to, up to like 7.15 when her phone went off. I was calling, trying to reach her, I couldn't get her on long foot. But uh, by then, we were also uh, on suspension in Parliament. So I did some calculation to use some 45 minutes to go and come back and then uh, continue with parliamentary process. So upon reaching the the hospital, the call started coming that uh, minority had uh, raised an issue of... Uh, uh, they had challenged the voice booth and that we needed to uh, take the second... Uh, uh, option, which was a uh, headcount, and I needed, I was in the chamber, and I started driving uh, back to Parliament. That was around nine, it was past nine, it was past nine, so I was home. Then uh, I, I, we got, I, go, I, I was almost uh, in Parliament around from the CID headquarters, driving to, uh, that uh, was a, a, a sort of journalism. Then this other car was also coming from that direction. Then there's a there's a there's a access route to 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 join the main route. It was at that point that I did, we didn't all see he didn't see me coming. I didn't see him coming because I was always looking at Parliament and the course and the pressure to come and be counted. And then uh, the other the contact occurred at that particular point. I see. Uh, were you alone in your car? Yes, I was alone. I was the one driving. And so you must have been speeding because you were caught yes, in the county on house. top of I mean, you, you can describe it uh, how you want to do it. I, I can describe it. You were on top speed. Yes. Which is a bit, uh, you know, against the, the, the motor traffic rules to, yes, be, yes, to, yes, be, yes. to be driving at that speed at that end yes, at yes, that time. Yes, yes, so you, yes. agree, you agree with that one? Very well, very well. Okay. Then you ran into this guy. What happened next? Do you remember? Oh yes, yes, yes. So the car, the car, some, I somersaulted twice. I lost total control. Then it, it, it got stuck. Then I, I, what I remember was that I, 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 I was still alive. I was uh, fine. 
there was no way I could uh, I, I, I could get the, the windows open. Fortunately, the the windscreen had come down, and that provided the window for me to come out of the car. So you managed to come out on your own. You were yes, not pulled yes, out I by did. anybody. Yes, yes, yes. What about the other other person in the other vehicle? Was it one person or more? Actually, than uh, it, it, it's only this morning that I. I, 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 we met at the uh, police station when I went there to do the formalities. Then he also uh, came there. And I, I, I was not thinking about him. I was thinking about myself. I realized that I was better. I could walk. I could talk. Some few people were around to support. And they wanted me to sit down. They wanted me to organize myself. I did a little. And then, fortunately, some of the parental staff workers were passing by. They saw me. They recognized me. Then they were they were on an Uber. Then I wanted to get to Parliament to vote because that was the that was what was worrying me so much. Then they came out of the Uber and ordered the driver to send me to Parliament. And then they they, they were around to take care of my valuables in the car until my knees arrived. So an Uber took you to Parliament. Yes. At that time, you you were you felt good. Did you see blood on yeah, you or anything? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I didn't know. I didn't even know that blood was all over me. I was just rushing to the chamber because the calls were too many, and I was going. Fortunately for me, so some of the leadership, Habib in particular, was outside and he spotted me. Then he took me and then sent me to. A, we have a meals washroom just around our one of the, the, the one of the four doors in in, in the chamber. For, for, for Muslim by majority side of the house. So he took me to that, and the nurses were also around, and they came around, and then it was at, at that point I realized that blood was all over my body. And the, the nurses did what they needed to do. They, they, I mean, they did very well. I want to thank the parliamentary uh, clinic workers for that wonderful job they did. Okay, what did they do to you? They stitched you up? They dressed me. They, 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 I mean, they, 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 uh, I mean, you know, I had a cut on my uh, uh, upper part of of my right eye. It was very deep. So they needed to stitch it and do some of the things that they needed to do, including uh, these painkillers and uh, uh, I mean, a lot of uh, 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 clinical work that needed to be done on me. You had a cut on the upper part of your eye, and yes. I'm sure it was bleeding. And yes, yes, yes. And 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 so on your drive to Parliament, you. I you didn't go, drive to Parliament. I know. I, I mean, what I mean is that on the on the right. I mean, you okay, being in the yeah. car or the back seat or wherever mm, you are. Mm, mm, mm. You you didn't feel you didn't feel anything. You, you, I was all thinking about the three bills to be to, to be passed. So that uh, Ghana can move on, everybody will be fine. That because we have uh, been thinking about it for the past one month or so. So the adrenaline in you was higher than anything else happening to your body. Precisely so. Now in Parliament itself, you met your your deputy whip Habib. He took you to the washroom, and the people yes. came to take care of you. And then what Very happened well. next? So. Uh, after they got me, uh, some, uh, the preliminary work they did on me to get me uh, clean up and ready for vote. And I was sorry, and I wanted to even go to the chamber to vote. But I saw them talking to leadership and the, the clerk and maybe speaker. 
that uh, they, they should be allowed to be in the in the Washing. ambulance. Oh, okay. You, no, so you're taking to an ambulance? Yeah, they are taking me to the, the, the ambulance, which was parked outside. And then uh, I, I was lying with one. I have to also mention uh, one of our colleagues, MP, Dr. Kisi. He was also he also joined the he also joined the uh, uh, the, 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 the parliament clinic nurses to to, to, to perform those uh, tasks for me in terms of getting me up. So they, they, I saw them talk to leadership and the minority and majority plus uh, some members of the clerk table. They came to the to the ambulance. And then they rescued me and then, uh, what do you call it, Dr. Kisi, where we, myself and him, were counted whilst we were in the, in the, in the ambulance. At this time, you were conscious. You were not dizzy. Nothing. Yeah, I, yeah, I was fine. And I wouldn't even go to the chamber to, uh, to vote, but uh, they, they advised that minority were willing to come and count me whilst I was in the ambulance. In the, in the washroom, um, they stitched your, your cut, the one on top of yeah, your eye. Yeah, did, did, did they do anything did. else to you on your physical body? Yeah, they gave me dra- drugs. So, this, and then, uh, so they gave you oral uh, drugs. You you took yeah, tablets and capsules. Drugs, yes, Did yes, they yes. inject you? But because of the before the seizure, they injected. So it also helped uh, lessen the pain. You were injected in the toilet of Parliament, and you felt good about that. You see, you know, you, you may you may not really understand uh, what, what what was actually happening, I, and I'm, I'm I'm sure you are also mindful of the. Of the of the of 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 of, 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 of the important uh, bills that we needed to pass, without which so many things would have gone wrong with that. So, honestly uh, speaking, I don't know how you are going to feel about it, and I don't even care who, about who, how, whoever is going to comment and feel about it. I was for Ghana, I was for my party, my government, and I needed to do whatever to 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 to, to get the bill passed. Did you feel that your life was less important than the bill? At that yeah, time? yes, yes. If it was, you can take it like that. I don't. I, I'm, I'm fine. Yes. I see. Um. So you were in the ambulance. Your vote was counted. What happened next? Yes. And then uh, they took me to uh, one facility, uh, Iroke. Iroke in cantonment. Yes, exactly. Where they did some scanning on my head because the doctors were so. They were. I mean, they look at the car. They look at the, I mean, my, my body, and they thought that they did it to do. And actually, the doctors also did very well. And it, it turned out that uh, actually there were no problems. They did scan on my, by, by the left, uh, my left uh, arm, because I was also experiencing pain there. And uh, I mean, the results were, were very good. So they advised that. Uh, I should, they should they admit me and then observe it for uh, for, for for a while, and then uh, I ended up sleeping at that facility with the with the house of a keeper and then hard working with the doctors with all the drugs and infusions and all the things that they did actually helped. The next morning at about eight o'clock eight thirty, the doctor said that uh, my condition was stabilized and I was good to go, so he discharged me. I see. And you traveled to Tamale? Yes, I went to Tamale because my people, Nanton people, news had gone around that uh, with the video of my car in that or that. I was there. So many people. I would have lost so many concerns. And I, 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 I would not, I would not, I, I would not, I'm not in a position where I could do further uh, extra work 
of just visiting my people for them to see me. Because I told them they have heard my voice, I have laughed with them, I have chatted with them, but still, they, they, they don't believe that even still as I bad, I will uh, be felt that I will, I, I will have broken arm or leg or some serious uh, uh, condition. So they just needed to see me satisfy themselves that I was really... So again, instead of resting, you decide to put politics ahead, and you travel to Nanton. Even though you, even though you have stayed home to rest in Accra, you travel order to Nanton to prove a political point that you are fine to your political support. Political, we don't say political point. There are other benefits of the visit. If you, if you care to know, the people really need the old men, chiefs, imams. They were all scared and worried, and if the results could have. If we, if I share you some of the experiences, it, it, it will surprise you. So you simply want to show them that you are not dead, you are not hurt, you are fine. No, 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 no. I just wanted to save lives because people were really, I mean, uh, feeling so bad about the condition because, but I mean, uh, they had shown pictures of the car and so many other stories. Okay. And a lot of people, old people, were actually not. Uh, not happy and they were suffering. Three days, three days on, reflecting on all what happened on Friday night, is there any point where you would say now, having had the opportunity of hindsight to say that you acted recklessly, irresponsibly as a person and also as a member of parliament and a politician? I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't really know what kind of response I should give to this. That. Uh, I I, I I I I drove back to Parliament to perform my legislative duty of uh, taking a decision on the bill, and out of even even if it was not for that, normally as human being, as over you can be, I mean you yourself, you know, sometimes you are overwhelmed, you are under pressure, and you can behave, you can act uh, unreasonable in some cases. Human beings can act reasonably in most cases. And one or two occasions, like I found myself on the Friday, you can act unreasonable. So, so you can... Yeah, so that's actually why I'm one. asking that. Was there any point that you would say, oh, I think I acted unreasonably on point no, no, A no, or no, point no. B? No, 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 I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. Not, Obama, even, not, I mean, I, not even driving at top speed on a oh, road like that. You I, I, I told you, human beings, once a while, you stay off. Yourself. So it's one of the many occasions that. But it wasn't unreasonable. You don't think it was an unreasonable uh, thing? Uh, what uh, you of did? course, it was. You, I, I will not also say it was reasonable. I will not say that. And you will not say it was reckless as well? No, no, it wasn't reckless. It was just uh, maybe, I don't know, uh, one of the cases where a human being can act uh, out of order. In one, I mean, human being can behave. So you were disorderly? <laughs> On our uh, the point I'm making is that on one or two occasions, human beings can stay off a little. So you don't regret anything but, at all that you did that night? I mean, you don't even apologize to yourself and to your family for endangering yourself uh, the way you did, considering that you I mean, could have... I, 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 I know, you were not with me. I was driving back. Maybe I, I, you needed to just be, be with me in the car. No, no, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be in an accident. Ah, car. No, <laughs> allow me to tell you that. Okay. Oh, I, so, fire and so, I, I did exactly what I needed to do. Question. To my police question. If um, yeah. a constituent of yours was traveling from Nanton to Tamale to go sell his wares that he harvested from Nanton, and then he was involved in an accident, would you advise him to continue to the market to sell or go to the hospital and get checked first? This is a different matter altogether. Out of market. You can be with your colleagues, marketers, 
farmers going to, the, to do the same work. They can take it and sell for and your behalf. With this particular one, you needed to be there to be, to be, to be counted personally. So you can't compare that. I see. Yeah. In interesting. The gentleman whom you rammed your car into, uh, he has spoken to us. He said that you you just left him there. Um, you did nothing as, at all. You owed him a duty of care. Do you think you were very responsible to him? I, uh, Ubaru, I am going to, you know, I'm fasting and I don't want to talk out of order. Honestly speaking, I don't believe, I don't believe, unless you want me to hear the voice of the person. This man have found this morning. We have met at the hospital. Uh, sorry, sorry, at the police station at Osu, and we had a very good conversation. We'll see what we are saying. Forgive me. Forgive me, Omar. Okay, so you have made up with him. You have apologized to him for, for leaving. No, don't, don't even say apologies. We, 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 we were all uh, in distress. We were, we, we were seriously in trouble. We, we, I mean, well, I, don't, I, don't think he, I don't think he was in trouble. You were in trouble because what he said to us was that. What he said to us. What he said to. What he said to us this morning was that you were speeding. As I, as I, as I mentioned earlier on, let me leave it at that. This gentleman will not say what you have seen. I've been saying. No, he said that on the radio. I and you. Well, well, then you, if you want later. No, I'll, I'll, I'll play it after. In the, if you want to stay, you can stay and listen. I can actually play no, that interview. But. He said that he's a, you, he's a very fine gentleman. No problem. I'm just telling you what he, he said. He, if he, you didn't he, hear him, he's oh, very no. high in faith, and I, I, I believe that gentleman so much. He, he said you were one so, speeding. You failed to slow down when you got to the junction, which you should have done. I think we have we have we have we have, I, we have, we have passed this uh, this uh, So oh, the police, oh, when when you went to the police, did they say you did anything unlawful that they would have to charge you? You know, they are, they are they are doing investigation until they finish the investigation. What else can they? A moment of silence. Something wicked. Five minutes past eight. Uh, so that was Mohammed Hadi Tufiru, MP for Nanton. Let's bring you to the social media trends before we get into more on this. Brought to you by FBN Bank. F think FBN, you first. All right, Nathan. Yeah, um, a couple of very interesting things. Uh, trending stone boy is trending he's uh, he's been going around doing media rounds to promote his uh, latest album the fifth dimension <laughs> other trends uh, from sports nagelsman trending you have asante kosoko trending the last few days asante kosoko fans have been very vocal on social media they say that they say they don't like the officiating in the in the bed power ghana premier they feel it's against them so they've been organizing spaces here and there to talk about um the refereeing. Uh, other trends. Uh, delay. Haji Abintu all in the trends now. Delay. Inter delay interviewed Haji Abintu over the weekend. It was aired on TV, and several things have popped out of that interview. So people are talking about that. So some tech news and um, Australia or the Australian government has banned TikTok 
from all federal government-owned devices over security concerns, becoming the latest U.S.-allied country to take action against the Chinese-owned video app. Now, the ban underscores growing worries that China could use the Beijing-based company owned by ByteDance Limited to harvest users' data to advance its political agenda. Is this not part of what the president Western security interests? They are obsession with China. <laughs> Almost like the West is obsessed with China. <laughs> okay, now it, says, it also risks renewing diplomatic tension between Australia and its largest trading partner after things eased since Prime Minister Anthony Albanese took office in May at the head of a Labour government. So, Charlie, TikTok's worries and stress no is not ending. Second Shamida that trends brought to you by FBN. You first. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Alright, so it's uh, 40 minutes past 8. Uh, so on, on this point, Sky, I'm going to just give you the, 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 the point because you were in Parliament, you know, you saw what happened from the back end. Mm. Yesterday we interviewed the gentleman whose car was hit. Now, yesterday we spoke to the MP as well, so you can put everything together. Alright, um, let me premise it and then you address So I, I, I'm mixed, I have mixed feelings about this. So he said his wife had reported that his daughter was unwell and he was in the hospital in Tema. Mm-hmm. And that they had tried to give her drips, it wasn't working. So his daughter was not in a very good way. And then when there was a recess, he rushed out of parliament to go and see his daughter. And then I think they called parliament back mm-hmm. while he was in Tema. So probably he said around 7 p.m. So he had to run, drive back to parliament because the calls were getting too much. So you can, you can see he was rushing. Mm-hmm. He was driving himself, which is another issue altogether. Mm-hmm. He was driving himself and then he ran into this guy. And the accident was a serious accident. Mm-hmm. Then, somehow, he says some people from the parliamentary staff saw him, alerted the parliament people, they put him in their Uber, and then he left the, his car in their hands, and then he went to be counted. When he got to parliament, he was bleeding. He didn't even know he was bleeding. Mm-hmm. Then they stitched him up in the toilet of parliament and counted him. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, 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 there are two, I, don't, I, I, I think we can discuss what his decisions were and the process of the person. We can also look at parliament as an institution and if there isn't a better way, right? So that why should somebody who has an emergency with their daughter have to be in parliament for a vote and the rules cannot be bent? If, for example, you have... If, for example, you are in an era where during COVID we did did, um, Zoom meetings and we know the man, 
is it not possible to say because again a lot of these rules were written before technology came if the man is with his daughter at the hospital in tema and he's observing proceedings because parliamentary tv is live we all see now parliament's youtube page you can watch parliament the whole day just you, you don't even need the media house to be there i'm asking do, do does he need to be asked to come to parliament to come and vote because of the rules if you said okay reform parliament is this not a good chance to say ah, using this issue where two people could have lost their lives in the accident that happened just to get the vote we know the man was in parliament we know he went out to go and look for his daughter he's coming back rushing nearly dies all right i'll deal with the issue of his driving and all that but i feel like the system we've created because of the competition in parliament obviously you should be able to say okay let's put the man on the parliamentary screen is this Tuferu? are you in sound mind are you going to vote where is your vote do you understand why does he have to be physically there all right that's another point then the whole last minute thing you have a major decision to take we've been working on it for many many weeks and it's like crunch time and everything boils down to one hour mm-hmm. is that even the right way of making decisions with the level of pressure we saw and then the issue of healthcare, having to stitch him up in a toilet we don't know whether he was properly received whether he had lost i don't know what they did you know just because of the vote and the mindset of a politician that at that moment all that mattered was the vote not my life not the life of the guy i hate not other road users just because i wanted to vote and he's interpreting that to mean he's helping the country to vote for a tax policy that i can tell you many Ghanaians, if not majority of Ghanaians, do not agree with i mean it's a it's a, a collection of contradictions in my head anyway so those are my crazy thoughts Frame it for me. Okay, so Bernard, um, I will deal with this um, in in four broad ways. Um, first, as a father. Secondly, as a driver. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, as a member of parliament. Mm-hmm. And then fourth, as a deputy minister. Mm-hmm. I think in all the circumstances of this case, um, one would say that any father worthy of his name who is told the kinds of things that he was reportedly told by the wife mm-hmm. would abandon whatever he's doing to the extent that he's able to reach the hospital in good time mm-hmm. to get there to show support to the daughter mm-hmm. who was in hospital and from the information that he had given us uh, was not in good shape. So you would want to be there to lend support to your wife and then to show your daughter that you care. Reassure her that everything possible will be done uh, to ensure that you are back in good health. So on that score, it is difficult to find fault with that. Because mind you, um, family emergencies have been cited in the past to give excuses to MPs who had left the jurisdiction and went on to spend quite a lot of time outside the jurisdiction. So all of us as human beings, first of all, must recognize this fact. And and politicians would also have to recognize this fact that the man was doing what mattered to him, which was to ensure that the daughter was safe. Okay. So that's the first one. I wouldn't fault him on so that. So on, on the father's side, but uh, somebody will say he should have stayed with his daughter, but that's a different discussion. Uh-huh. Yeah, so Be- Because mm. he described a very serious situation. Mm-hmm. 
and he had to leave her and mm-hmm. come to parliament because mm-hmm. the calls were getting so much mm-hmm. so let's move to the driver issue so the driver issue as a driver on the road the law imposes a number of obligations on you um you are to get yourself safe on the road to your destination you are also in the process of doing so required to ensure that your use of the road does not expose other road users or potential road users to unnecessary danger Mm. and where there is a transgression of these requirements Mm -hmm. the law immediately imposes an obligation Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at Section 3 of the Road Traffic Act of 2004, it talks about careless and inconsiderate driving. Mm-hmm. And Bernard, with your permission, let me quote mm-hmm. the language of the law. It says that, quote, a person who drives a motor vehicle on a road without due care and attention or without reasonable consideration for other persons using the road commits an offence and is liable on summary conviction to a fine not exceeding 2,000 penalty units or a term of imprisonment not exceeding five years or to both. Unquote. So what it means is that the courts must first of all establish that you were driving a motor vehicle and that you were doing the same on the road and you were a person and you did the driving without due care and attention or without reasonable consideration for other persons using the road and in the process caused harm mm-hmm. or damage to um, whoever is affected. Mm-hmm. Now, the question we should ask ourselves is whether on the facts of this particular case, mm-hmm. it is possible to come to a conclusion that the honorable member mm-hmm. on the night that this whole thing happened mm-hmm. satisfied all the requirements of the law as I have read to you. It appears so. <laughs> read it again. Yes. So the law section three says careless and inconsiderate driving. Mm-hmm. Quote, a person who drives a motor vehicle mm-hmm. on a road without due care and attention mm-hmm or without reasonable consideration for other persons using the road, Mm -hmm. commits an offense and is liable on summary conviction to a fine not exceeding 2,000 penalty units or to a term of imprisonment not exceeding five years or both. Mm -hmm. So Bernard, the justice of uh, the high court... No, I can't sit in a judge in my own court, but it's very clear from his own admission that he was driving recklessly. Exactly. And he's admitted that he endangered his life Mm -hmm. and the life of the other passenger or the other vehicle. Mm -hmm. This is his own admission. Yes, that's right. If I did not deny it. Mm -hmm. So based on Section 3, Mm -hmm. if somebody's minded to press charges... Mm Clearly, he's in violation. We don't know. The only angle I'll bring, though, is that remember yesterday, today, Haruna, yesterday, Haruna said mm-hmm. in the case of the Savelugu MP, mm-hmm. and Haruna said, let me read so I don't misquote him. Mm-hmm. Parliamentary emergency mm-hmm. must count for immunity. But I think he was saying that in context of a call. Let me read the story uh, just to put that in context. Tamale South MP, this is my journal line, has called for a case to be made on whether parliamentary emergencies cannot be a justification for a member of parliament to stay out of court. So this is court. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to misquote him, but I'm bringing that in as to whether that um, sort of softens this offense in any mm-hmm. way. He says, within the realm of the doctrine of separation of powers, it's only when an MP is ill and indisposed that they can be excused. Mm-hmm. But speaking 
at the Tamale High Court where he had come to solidarize with the MP for Savelugu, Idrisu Jacob Abdullah, who was in court in relation to alleged possession of arms without lawful authority. Mr. Idrisu said there was the need for a strong case to be made for MP staying out of court because of parliamentary emergencies. Mm -hmm. And then he said the MP for Savelugu could not have stayed away from parliament because he had to represent the people of Savelugu. Mm -hmm. And then he could, he had to be in the House of Parliament to exercise the representation role as MP for Savelugu mm -hmm. to vote on some tax legislations. Mm -hmm. The judge did not find that convincing enough and thus applied the law. But according to Haruna, there is the need to see how to evolve our democracy and jurisdiction, judicial law further. Mm -hmm. The lawmaker assured Ghanaians that Mr. Idris was a responsible elected member of parliament who would never be a fugitive from justice. Mm -hmm. And then he just says he probably did not exercise good judgment in the reasons we Friday. So the context here, and I don't want to compare it to apples, mm -hmm. but an MP was served with a notice to come to court and he did not go. Mm -hmm. And the, the court was minded to... Um, Issue virtual, virtual warrant warrant. for his arrest. And Haruna's argument and the lawyer's argument is that there was a parliamentary emergency. Mm -hmm. So parliament is calling. Mm -hmm. Court is calling. Mm -hmm. Parliament is the second arm of the government. Judiciary is the third arm. So let's not get into conflict. Let's modify the law. Mm -hmm. So let's put that aside. Can we pull some of the principles of this and I bring it in and say this guy was going to parliament mm -hmm. to pass a law in the supreme interest of the nation. Mm -hmm. At least based on the government's policy plans. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, he then violated Section 3 of the Road Traffic Act. Yeah. Does the parliamentary duty and the parliamentary emergency, if you are just sitting in the court, mm. would you lower, would you use that to, to, to I, do, I want a word, what's the another way for softening? You can call it um, a mitigating circumstance. If that's, yeah. To say, look, mm -hmm. you, are, you are offending a law clearly here. But because of what you were rushing to go and do. So a doctor can say same that I was going to save a patient, which is why ambulances drive the way they drive. Mm -hmm. All right. Can we use parliamentary emergency and equate it to a health emergency, for example? Okay, so um in law there is a defense known as the defense of necessity. Mm. Which defense basically would excuse an accused person mm -hmm. in situations where he transgressed the law, mm -hmm. where there is an overriding need to say protect another mm -hmm. or to uh, protect someone else mm -hmm. or to protect property or to do something mm -hmm. as to save Necessity. you know a greater mm -hmm. you know evil so let's say that there are two competing evils mm -hmm. there's one greater than the other Good. and the person takes a calculated attempt to save the greater evil by doing something that is not in excess of requirement so for example you are saving a, a falling child and mm -hmm. in doing so you destroy somebody's car mm -hmm. so in maybe so let's let, let so somebody's falling to hurt himself a baby mm -hmm. and then in trying to save the baby you damage somebody's property mm -hmm. in doing this exactly you are saying that the doctor necessity will say that mm -hmm. which of the two harms was worse yeah so the judge will weigh saving a falling baby mm -hmm. from breaking somebody's car windscreen mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And say, even though I destroy private property by mm -hmm. diving and catching that baby, mm -hmm. the baby's falling would have killed the baby. Yes. Destroying your car windscreen, we can buy a new one. Mm -hmm. So the doctor of necessity will say, even though I am liable to for 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 breaking private property mm -hmm. because I've saved life. Mm -hmm. But the question is, does that vitiate? So does that mean that because I saved a baby's life, mm -hmm. they I don't need to pay for the broken windscreen? Mm -hmm. Or the state will say, since you save a baby's life, and the baby's life is more important than the windscreen, mm -hmm. the state will pay for the windscreen. Or the person whose windscreen is hurt, you say, mm -hmm. Charlie, a baby has been saved, so let your windscreen die. Mm -hmm. Or you say, you save the baby, okay, but still pay for the windscreen. Okay, so let me <laughs> let me take it on, on two levels. 
Yeah. The first part and related more mm. to the member of parliament. The first part. Since we do it hypothetically, then we bring it in so that oh. people will know that, you see, we need to deal with the principle okay. before we come to the particular. Otherwise, it look like you are trying to try the guy. Okay. Which is why I'm giving the example of mm. somebody is saving a falling child mm -hmm. and in doing so, he cracks another person's car windscreen and damages it beyond repair. Okay. How would the doctor of necessity come in and see if it even applies here? Yeah. So, first of all, someone's life was in danger, right? Yes you took an action yeah the action that you took was it proportionate in a sense as to deal with the problem that you had seen i dived and i caught the baby and uh -huh. i broke the windscreen uh -huh. so if it was proportionate i would argue uh -huh. that what you did saved a life uh -huh. it was necessary uh -huh. the action you took was not disproportionate as to cause the kind of um damage damage that will everybody hell will break loose okay. and that property that has been saved in the process can always be replaced so let's come to the mp now uh -huh. so now in the case of the mp good there is a difficulty mm -hmm. first he was returning from the hospital yes um to a large extent people would say is that really relevant for our purpose let's terminate the let's take that out uh, let's take that out and deal with his role as a driver on the road. He was rushing to a parliament. Yes. A bill that was going to be passed to save the national economy. Mm -hmm. Strictly speaking, at least that's how it's been, it's been yes. pitched. Yes. Can we argue that it necessarily invokes the defense of necessity so that it will require him to drive recklessly to parliament? Well, let's look at the numbers. Mm -hmm. The NDC at the time of the vote had, pro had, had proposed an amendment. Which amendment was to the excise duty tax? Yes. Uh, what do you call it? Excise duty amendment mm -hmm. bail. Yeah. If that amendment was carried, mm -hmm. it would have made nonsense of the entire legislation because mm -hmm. it was just one clause mm -hmm. which was being amended. Mm -hmm. And what they sought to do was to actually defeat the whole purpose mm -hmm. of putting the legislation forward in the first place. Good. So if the MP was not in parliament and we assume that all the other numbers are equal, in other words, 136, 136, the NDC would have lost, lost the vote because the rules and the constitution say mm. that where the votes are split equally, the vote yeah. is lost. Do you understand? But the, there was no way the MP was, was going to know this because yeah. he, for him, they were mm -hmm. calling him that if he doesn't come. And mm -hmm. you need to, I think you need to discuss this not just from the, part, the particular first vote, mm -hmm. but the overall vote. Yeah. Looking into, into consideration the voice vote, mm -hmm. the head count and the division collectively. collectively. If the NDC had been minded to stretch this, mm -hmm. his absence from parliament would have meant that the thing was defeated. Yes. So I think you should contextualize okay. it that we are not necessarily going to the nitty gritty. Okay. Okay. So let me put it together yes. and say the totality of the bills. Yes. He was needed in Parliament to show up the numbers of the majority side. Yes, because their majority is by one. Exactly. And if it's not there, they will lose. They will lose because there will be a split vote. Yes. Assuming that all other MPs are there. Are there. So it's 136, 136. Good. So if he is added to it, it becomes 137. Good. In which case, he would help the government to pass the bill. Yes. His absence there would mean that the MPP loses the vote. And then they can't pass it. And uh -huh. the next quarter will not have 4 billion cities. Exactly. So the argument will be... Mm -hmm. His presence there would have saved Ghana yes. going to the IMF and securing... Delaying the IMF deal based on the understanding of the government. Exactly. Yes, Yes. that is if it is true exactly. that the bills actually help us to do that. Very good point. But if it, had, it can be proven that it is possible to secure the deal... Without the bill. Without the bill. In which case, what he did was not proportional, mm. or is that the word to use? Proportionate. Uh, proportionate. That's, that's good. Yeah. Proportionate to what ultimately would have been the outcome, then he will be But faulted. do we have to 
do we have to tie parliamentary necessity to even the IMF deal? We can simply say mm. we know that in parliament there's a close parliament and that one vote is important mm -hmm. and that if it wasn't there an important national um, tax will not be passed. So mm -hmm. the question now is where the importance of the tax vote mm -hmm. and the life of the person who nearly died. Mm -hmm. Okay, so on one hand, you are saying you are rushing. So in his head, mm -hmm. he's saving Ghana. Mm -hmm. That's why he kept saying, that, I'm saving Ghana, I'm rushing because he's left his daughter mm -hmm. and he's rushing, driving recklessly mm -hmm. to go and save, mm -hmm. <laughs> which in itself is funny, mm -hmm. driving recklessly to go and save, <laughs> to go and save Ghana. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right? And so I'm saying, is it even possible to even weigh the value of one life? Mm -hmm. A young man who was going home mm -hmm. after a late evening, mm -hmm. and he was also trapped in his car, mm -hmm. and then he left him and left him for dead essentially because mm -hmm. he says when he came out of his car, he was just put in another car by the parliamentary people, and then he left mm -hmm. the guy. They, so he didn't even stop to see whether the guy is dead or alive. Okay. And he went to parliament and they stitched him up, and then he voted. Mm -hmm. All right. Again, I, you are not a judge, so I don't know whether this is fair, but a human life mm -hmm. versus a national policy mm -hmm. is even comparable we, you probably need to talk about just the necessity of going to parliament mm -hmm. now going to parliament to perform a national duty mm -hmm. in performing a national duty must you endanger somebody's life i think that answer is no because a policeman can say i'm performing a national duty everybody who works in the public sector can say i'm performing a national mm -hmm. duty at different levels mm -hmm. he is a highly visible mp mm -hmm. but otherwise somebody can be conducting traffic all right and then some uh somebody comes to disturb you, but then he mm -hmm. takes a gun and shoots mm -hmm. the person, slaps the person and says, I'm conducting national duty and you're here disturbing me. So mm -hmm. leave me to do my national duty. Do you get my point? Mm -hmm. So I, I am not a lawyer, but I feel like a, 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 a human life. Mm -hmm. So the reason why uh, Section 3 is key is the, the issue of human life. Human like if you drive recklessly, mm -hmm. you're endangering other people and you're going to kill them. Mm -hmm. And killing a person by recklessly driving, mm -hmm. you cannot justify that for any reason, mm -hmm. which is why when it comes to killing people, and I don't want to go into murder, and the guy is not dead, he's alive. But I'm just saying, if you were to weigh the danger he gave the guy, mm -hmm. you are talking about first, there, there are different levels of murder, right? You guys talk of first degree murder, uh, manslaughter, and all those things. Mm -hmm. So the point is that when you end a person's life, yeah. the law takes a serious view of it. Right. When you endanger a person's life, mm -hmm. the law takes a very serious view of it. Now, think about it. Somebody didn't go to court, mm -hmm. right? And the MP is pleading parliamentary necessity for just not going to court which will not kill anybody mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so for even not going to court mm -hmm. he's pleading immunity but now we're talking about somebody's life that you nearly ended, ended yeah okay i i feel like it's going to be a difficult matter again we don't even know how the police will, will, will sort of decide i'm not even thinking they are going to prosecute mm -hmm. but for the sake of education and for the sake of public discourse mm -hmm. i think if the human being is at the center of what we do in the country mm -hmm. The, the the MP needs a, a, a talking to seriously because even the way he answers Sanders questions, mm -hmm. I don't see any remorse. Like you know what, I'm saving the national interest. I'm going to vote for my party, mm -hmm. so everybody else can go, which I don't think is right because you see, you can you 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 have to know that the the citizen that you are rushing to go and pass a law to save his country, mm -hmm. one of them is what you, who you nearly killed. Okay. Now, if you, if, you, if, you, if you disregard the life of this one person mm -hmm. in the name of, I'm going to save the overall collective mm -hmm. by signing a tax policy which is even contentious in the first place, I don't see how that sits in terms of congruence of logic. Yeah. Do you understand me? Mm -hmm. 
it's easy for me to sit here and say this because he was under a lot of pressure and i also understand that going to see your daughter in the hospital and rushing back affects the way you 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 yeah. you, you conduct you yourself okay the and then the other question arises is this person even fit to be driving mm-hmm. all right because that's that's a driving license just give you the all clear to drive always should there not be another test because here you are mm-hmm. you just left a situation of emergency and you are being pressured to go to another situation mm-hmm. so you are not even in the right frame of mind so maybe you should rather plead <laughs> instead of necessity you should rather plead a certain level of mental stress <laughs> honestly because you are talking about two very st- highly stressful emotional conditions mm-hmm. right you have just left and and family in the hospital mm-hmm. in tema mm-hmm. and you are rushing because they are saying if you don't come and vote it means you let down the government mm-hmm right mm. so he wasn't even the proper frame of mind again whether that's a defense i don't know but i feel like that's more where the meat of the issue is his frame of mind at the time because we don't know if he has any traffic offense history mm. so we don't know if he's a reckless driver by behavior yeah but, but you, you can come into the question of uh, how come he was in the state in which he was uh-huh. and is it his responsibility to say he didn't drive or did the pressure of the situation at home and the pressure of the parliamentary uh, people calling him force him to do what he didn't do uh-huh. So can we even cite the majority as accomplices in this? <laughs> that by calling this guy and st- calling his phone how many times, uh, you've stressed the guy to the point that he nearly killed somebody. Uh, yeah, so, so that's why I have those other elements. But Bernard, I understand where, where you are coming from. And, and you see, that is why the law creates elements of the defense of necessity and how to raise it. It is not available for murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the, the, the decision of, 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 of the UK courts in Dudley and Stevens, mm-hmm. where people killed, um, you know, um, you know, others on a boat that mm-hmm. suffered shipwreck mm-hmm. and, and, and ate parts of the, 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 the body in order to survive because they were at sea. What kind of case is that? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a decided authority. All right, let's move. Uh-huh, you see, uh, on, 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 honestly, the cost took the view that look you cannot kill another person and eat the same in the name of you know hunger and necessity is invoked as as a defense um, um but you see in a, a very recent case i've forgotten the ex i think it was the expert a or something like that i've forgotten the the, the the case twins conjoined joined you know at the hips and you know their organs you know joined together uh, the question was whether doctors could separate them even if it meant that one of them would die um the courts made a very delicate decision allow the operation to be carried out although it meant that one of them would die as a result of course the parents were supposed to opposed to it mm-hmm. now that is now raised as some element of the availability of the defense in cases where murder is committed or where someone's actions lead to okay. the death of another so person. the law is interesting mm-hmm. and so i don't as, as I've said, there's necessity. Mm-hmm. We've spoken about parliamentary emergency. We've spoken about the frame of mind. Mm-hmm. But it's not just a law issue. Yeah, Let's just talk about public policy mm-hmm. and the nature of what they were trying to pass uh-huh. and the public sentiment about okay. it. And the kind of pressure the MP and his party had put themselves under. Okay. I'm coming back to a question about why parliament itself needs that guy to be fiscally there to vote can they not do something about their standing orders in 2023 right where i'm saying that for post covid everything has changed we said covid is gone zero it's not a standing orders matter what is it when i went to the supreme court in the case that uh, was not decided but justice's case was decided Abdullah. I w- yes i was seeking to deal with some of these issues the constitution requires you to be present mm-hmm. in parliament mm-hmm. and to vote Mm-hmm. for the vote to count in person yes yeah, so 
the 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 language is you must first of all be present mm-hmm. and you must have present voting. and voting uh-huh. mm-hmm. so can you say that if you are with your daughter in a hospital uh, outside parliament and a decision is being taken in parliament mm-hmm. and you are in that hospital and you have to take part in the decision would the law allow you to be in hospital mm. and then vote so the question is what does present mean exactly so uh, you know if you if you read the decision in uh, justice abdullah's case of course the 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 question of presence properly so-called was not discussed by the supreme court it was not explained as to mean that okay you have to be in the chamber or you have to be within the, they just used of the question of those who were there instead of 275 or 230 uh-huh. that's how they interpreted the present and voting uh-huh. if my my case was decided that matter would have been uh, so yours was a different emphasis yeah that's right okay. so the speaker has decided that presence in parliament should be read to mean within the precincts of parliament mm-hmm. in which case when he was in the washroom mm-hmm. he was counted because he was in the presence of parliament with, he was not on the floor exactly mm. you understand so changing the rules will mean we have to amend the constitution yeah, but what i'm saying is that where the you know in, like, the law was not made for man but or whichever but man was not made for the law the law was made for man mm. so i'm saying that now we've seen what has happened mm-hmm. and we are also very clear that for example we've had i'm on the board mm-hmm. we've held board meetings on zoom mm-hmm. where people have been absent people have been present mm-hmm. so how do you know you are present because you are on the zoom your video every whatever 30 minutes you show your video whatever to show you are there mm-hmm. can we not improve the way we practice yeah, our parliamentary it can democracy? also be subject to abuse oh everything can be subject to abuse so you put rules around uh-huh. so you agree to the general principle mm-hmm. so i'm not saying they should make mpcs at home and do parliament mm-hmm. here is a specific case mm-hmm. it can be properly vetted by the whips mm-hmm. and verified so for example if there's a medical emergency mm-hmm. somebody is in the hospital mm-hmm. the person has a laptop and he can follow parliamentary proceedings on the video mm-hmm. he is on the zoom mm-hmm. the class can make sure that he's there if they have to contribute can send his comments by whatever mm-hmm. i'm saying that we are in 2023 we want to develop as a country mm-hmm. i'm not saying everything in the constitution is bad mm-hmm. but we may also be able to say let's going forward find ways of improving our parliamentary practice to include technology that's you all see, i i agree to some extent with the idea that we could make parliament sit online and in fact i made that argument much earlier when covid was around that we should not convene at one place and be holding parliamentary sessions but see the difficulty is if for instance a member of parliament is held at gunpoint to make a decision against his will how are you going to establish that he was acting without duress of 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 whatever external circumstances there may be do you well, understand there are there are systems you can use so there, are, there look there's the uh, sky mm-hmm. everything can be abused all right so there's different authentications you can create you can mm-hmm. create a system where if an mp is going to speak He's in front of a video. Bernard. He uses fingerprints. Uh-huh. Yes, somebody can hold him to gunpoint. But those are extreme cases. Uh, Bernard, you see, it, it, you never we know. We will never advance what, in society. What? We always, you see, this is my principle. Uh-huh. There's anything you want to do. There's an extreme possibility that it will go bad. Mm-hmm. You don't start from there. Mm-hmm. You start by what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then you ask yourself, what could go, what is the worst that could happen? I think then you take what could the worst that could happen and solve it. But you don't start solving the problem by asking that because somebody can be hijacked behind his computer, mm-hmm. we shouldn't consider the idea of having parliament using technology. No, Bernard, I'm not saying that we shouldn't consider. I'm just pointing out mm-hmm. what excesses there could be in matters like that. I think the better but view... But even having to be told that no, even somebody was impersonated in this parliament, Bernard, see, this parliament that the speaker even said that uh-huh, people have to be there. Uh-huh. Uh, we're not in this country <laughs> where we were told that an MP was not there and somebody came to sit there and wear a mask and pretended to be that MP. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you so see, there's no foolproof system anyway. No, I understand. So, no, no, so hold on. Let me give you the better view. Let me give you my view on the matter. 
the better view i believe is first of all to build consensus around issues of course you will not always get consensus around issues but we must work towards that because if ndc mps and mpp mps were working truly in the interest of the people of ghana the question would not have even arisen in the first place as to whether we needed additional four billion ghana cities in revenue because we have said consistently here that the government had mismanaged the economy into a point where we have to now rely on external support to save it so if things were working properly we wouldn't have gotten here because ndc mps were opposed to it MPP MPs were for it. Why should all of them have a, entrained positions on a matter as critical as that? That's the bigger question. When it would seem that a good number of people were opposed to yeah. the idea of yeah. imposing new taxes. Yeah. The second so issue... So how did we even get here? How did we even get here? <laughs> so for such a situation. Exactly. Mm. The second issue is, mm. why don't we have electronic voting? Good question. The whole business of, oh, we have to do head count. We have to go do... Yeah, that's right. It should be possible to press a knob. And then they'll know... You know within seconds... Who voted, who voted, voted for because what. everybody yeah. has a specific knob connected to a system. Exactly. You can do you that... You can vote only once. Yeah, you can vote only once. You press it. And it should be connected to your biometrics. If that's... Your that, thumbprint. Yes. Exactly, your thumbprint. So yeah. when you press it, if I go to parliament and I press it, it will not function. Because it's not your hand. Exactly. Thumbprint. But if a member of parliament properly integrated Wonderful. in this to put his, put his thumb on the thing and vote for a particular candidate, it, it should show. Mm -hmm. So I think that that, in my view, is a, is a, a better a progressive way, way of dealing, of with, dealing with the issue. But now, let's put everything together. Okay. So this morning... Mm -hmm who should what should happen next he's voted mm -hmm. they've passed the bill he said to he's suggested to sander that he's dealt with the victim mm -hmm. and that they've spoken mm -hmm. we suggest that there's probably going to be some settlement of the accident issue we are not we are not we don't have the details of that will the police i, I don't know should they, because we've seen police and this is the other point of consistency mm -hmm. police have gone to uh, arrest an opposition mp claiming that the mp was leading a rioters demonstration in adenta mm -hmm. and tried many times to get him to be arrested mm -hmm. all right so if the police is to be consistent here's somebody who's come on air to say that i drove recklessly mm -hmm. he's of course he's reported himself to the police they've mm -hmm. written but are they minded to even press charges mm -hmm. or because it's a minister and a, a mpp mp they will leave it there so that was why i said that there are two elements to it first there's a civil element to it mm -hmm. and there's a criminal element to it mm -hmm. the civil element would be the guy who was hit by the vehicle mm -hmm. sander reference you know duty of care owed yeah. him yeah. by the guy who the, the mp was driving mm -hmm. so he can initiate a civil action and say that look you have me so it's a tortured liability you destroy my car. exactly and in the process you have to pay me compensation restore my car and all the issues that come with it mm -hmm. and then take care of my health and, and and all of that the other issue is where the state through the police or the attorney general bring action against the member of parliament for breaching the road traffic you know act the re relevant section that yes, i quoted for uh -huh. now the question would be of course when when the ag or the police are taking a decision to prosecute one of the things they consider is whether it is in the public interest mm -hmm. to prosecute a particular matter mm -hmm. now that's a decision that they would have to make but what does but, the public interest mean uh -huh, they determine it uh, on a case-by-case -case basis but, what, what, do, what do we mean by public interest okay so in this case the argument will be made so the defense of necessity which i raised earlier if the attorney general takes the view that it was in the public interest for him to get to parliament failure to do so would have meant that we would not secure this bill 
and which would mean that we will lose the IMF A, B, C, D. And on the basis of that, I don't think that it is in the public interest to prosecute the gentleman. That's he will come to that conclusion. And under Article 88, he initiates you know, legal proceedings so he of can, that nature. He can interpret the public interest the way he's, the way he's how he wants. Yeah, what? but he, has, he doesn't have to be. But there are guidelines. Yeah, there are, you know, there are general guidelines. So, so, so that, that is how we should look at it. Now, well, we well, this have been different if we were an NDC MP. So if, let's assume, let's, and again, we, listen, sorry if I'm sounding a bit pedantic, but we have to think through issues, yeah, right? That's, correct. that's how come you correct system. So yeah. let's put everything together and say, let's assume it was an NDC MP. Mm-hmm. Because mind you, Nanton was an NDC seat until 2020, yes. right? And an NDC MP rushing to parliament to make up their numbers. Mm-hmm. And then he runs it to somebody mm-hmm. and then they put him in a car and he goes to a washroom mm-hmm. and then they call the majority or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because an NDC is minority. Mm-hmm. And then he does all of this. Yeah. Will the conversation be different if it was an NDC MP? Uh-huh. So let me cite two examples. Lawyer Sosu, um, that, let me forget yeah. I just Francis saw a text. Francis. Uh, Francis. It's not lawyer. Saying. I don't like the use of lawyer Sosu. It's not right. It's um, honorable. Uh, he's Sosu. Sosu. He's Esquire. Suffered to get it. <laughs> no, it's not a title. Suffered so it's to wrong. Get it. uh-huh. um, you know, you remember that he was, you know, arrested previously or they, they sought to arrest and prosecute him for allegedly violating, you know, a number of uh, traffic yeah, yeah. Yeah. regulations, if my memory serves me correctly. And then you also remember um, Bakavomao. The yes. guy who um, the state is prosecuting for al- allegedly um, threatening coup d'etat and, and, and all of that. He was arrested also on a traffic-related... Traffic offense. Uh, exactly. Now, if you look at those, yes. um, can you strictly say that in those circumstances... We are told at the time he was supposed to be going to court. Yes, he was on his way to court. Uh-huh. And then he was I arrested. East Legon traffic light or something. Yeah, that's right. Something like that. Yes. If those facts are correct yeah. and we try to match them... Yeah. Uh, then it would seem that if the lawyers, the 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 police, or the AG, they are being fair, yeah, they, they are, they then are. the honourable member would have to be arrested and prosecuted in line with the road traffic laws of our country. The police say they are investigating, and usually when the police say they are investigating, that's code for saying, Charlie, it's okay, we'll come back to you later when it's used us. <laughs> that's what it means. Yeah. But it's a very important question. So, and see, again, listeners, you, can, you cannot advance a democracy if the rules are not applied fairly, mm-hmm. all right? I understand parliamentary necessity, but and I, I also understand there are issues that have to do with the individual mm-hmm. who may decide to settle out of court or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is a high-profile case, mm-hmm. which is a test to the way we actually mm-hmm. believe in the, the constitution that we claim to be protecting, all right? And in fact, if we are time, there's a lot of things we have to say about the police. Mm-hmm. The mining story in Axim, Godfrey had prepared a whole dossier on that, mm-hmm. the, the police statement <laughs> and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, and then even the police conduct in the eviction of people at Goma Budumburam all coming in, right? Mm-hmm. So you have raised very important questions about consistency of application of the rules, mm-hmm. all right? That the, between the AG and the police, mm-hmm. why was Lawyer Sosu's matter so important to them? Why was Vakavoma also important to them? And why are we, of course, I, haven't, I don't want to prejudice this. I hear they went to the police station and they have make statements mm-hmm. okay but based on consistency sake for somebody to admit on air that i was he said sandra you can use any word you were you, you use because i was driving you know recklessly mm-hmm. because i was going to defend my country mm-hmm. I, I think there has to be some direction from the ag even if it's not going to prosecute as you said he needs to explain the the public interest reason why he believes that this is not 
on the same level as the other two cases we've mentioned mm -hmm. for the sake of consistency mm -hmm. and, and application of the rules because once you begin you can become selective you are then undermining the whole essence of constitutional democracy and mind you there was this member of parliament we caught on the why campaign um, yes. Yeah, who was shouting, hey, I'm going to parliament. He went to pay. Uh -huh, he went, he, he went was to put pay. on trial. Yeah, he went to pay. And uh, he went to pay. He, was, fine, no, he, was, he, he was, was fined. Yes, and then he, he paid, paid for it. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, if you look at those circumstances. Feel me. Uh -huh, he feel me where? Feel <laughs> <laughs> me. He went to pay. Yeah. Even though he feel me. <laughs> and eventually, apparently, he lost his seat. Or Charlie, the, the whole thing yeah. was a debacle. <laughs> so, so, if you are being fair in the application of the law, it is reasonable to argue that he should face prosecution. But also, Bernard, mm. the politician and the deputy minister element of... Also of comes in. That's the fourth leg. Exactly. Anyway, by the way, let me just say that. Sorry I'm stretching this. Mm -hmm. The... Uh, a couple of interviews coming up. I'll be speaking to Sami Oku at 9 o'clock on NLA. He's the CEO of NLA. And NLA has so many stories in the newspapers today. We're going to ask him, Sami, what, what is it? What is why are you uh, 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 to uh, no, to, to, to so <laughs> like what we did so when it comes we will ask him about the Lotto matter because he's seriously on his way here uh -huh. with Lotto things you know <laughs> every news, not Lotto paper every newspaper <laughs> carry today some Lotto matter Sami uh, will not let us rest so we are going to speak to him on some key things they supported heritage caravan uh -huh. and they are uh, co collaborating with the uh, IT authorities to mm -hmm. detect fraud in the system. Mm -hmm. uh, they are hosting an African Lotteries Association seminar mm -hmm. and then they are hoping to raise revenue mm -hmm. for the government mm -hmm. and then they are also doing some internal things for staff. So there's a lot of things Sami will be talking about. Mm -hmm. But let's come back to you. Uh -huh. So the man is a member of government yes. as a deputy minister. Good. Appointed by the president. Yes. So he owes a certain responsibility to the government, which is what? Ensure that the government does not fail. Uh -huh. Ensure that the government delivers on its promise to the good people of Ghana. And if it is properly argued that by not securing an IMF deal, the government could go down because the economy will be taking down a, a serious hit as a result, then it would be fair to argue that it was in his own interest. Mm -hmm. Because if he had not gone and the vote had gone against the government, of course, the next thing the president will be doing is, is most likely advising himself, sacking him from government, right? But no, he's defending government. No, what I'm saying is he's that... He's endangered his life for the government. No, I'm saying he's that... He's promote <laughs> No, what I'm saying is that <laughs> if he had not gone to you know, parliament at all... Hey, he would have been hot. Yeah, he would have been hot. And that would also mean that he would have lost his seat because people... Said, uh, they will say that the one Judas who let us to lose. Uh -huh, because easy. as we speak, the NBC people are still looking for those. <laughs> they are looking for them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and my brother is still updating his list on his status. Thank you for what you have done. Mustaritu will be fair to you. Thank you for not, not betraying the God. <laughs> So, so Bernard, broadly, those are the elements I see, and I'll leave the rest. So to you're saying name. that the fact that he was deputy minister mm -hmm. placed uh, in his head more onus on him to be in parliament. Yes. Wow. Okay, let's read some comments, Nathan. We've had a long legal, long winding legal discussion. What are the comments coming through? Zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six eight fifty five. Uh, this is just one of three issues we want to discuss. Later, we'll probably deal with the, 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 the Gomwa issue. But MP gives an interview on Eyewitness News, spills the beans, says he was not 
in the right frame of mind he was just determined to go and be counted mm -hmm. so he would not let his country his party and his budget down uh, somebody's rolling his eyes here but i'm going to ignore him <laughs> Nathan will just read a comment and we'll move on. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Uh, this one says uh, so the parliamentarian is telling us imposing tax yeah. on the already suffering people is yeah. more important than his own life you see their mm -hmm. mindset he yeah. should be charged for reckless driving he says he's saving the economy from collapse and endangering the lives of other road users manuel in tema mm -hmm. you, you know this case if it had gone to court it'd be so interesting because we even bring an economist to say how how what's the relationship between the mm -hmm. four billion and the state of the economy mm -hmm. and if the economy collapses will we all be here you know, some like some economists can argue that if you don't get that four billion, there will be no money to pay police, no money to pay. There will be law and order. More people would die. Uh -huh. so, you know, so, so all kinds of things can be said if you stretch this thing to its extreme <laughs> limits. You know, so you let's go on. All right, this one uh, says so. Upon all the taxes they are taking mm -hmm. and paying, mm -hmm. we the poor citizens of this okay, I'm paying we the poor citizens of this country back by taking us to the IMF. Mm -hmm. This MP still risked his life yes. to come and help pass another bill on taxation. Yes, please. Small food, four pieces of chicken, we one mango chop. chop. <laughs> See the amount of money being paid as tax. God <laughs> help us. No, 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 Ezekiel Young. Uh -huh. And uh, this one says, if this is what the MP said, mm -hmm. then he should be prosecuted for speeding. Mm -hmm. Felix from Texas. I like from Mepot has an interesting point. He says, you read this already, right? Okay, he says, listening to the narration of the MP, yeah. he was willing to sacrifice his life mm -hmm. to help pass new taxes mm -hmm. that will impose hardship on Ghanaians. No, that will no, save no. the economy. Yeah, because, yeah, so that perspective changes. See, the, his view is that the uh -huh. tax will save Ghanaians. Uh -huh. Your view is that the tax will impose hardship. Will the tax impose hardship or not? Yeah, but you can't take it only one. It will save the government and impose hardship. At the so, same at the same time, time so <laughs> through the imposition of hardship, it will save us. Yeah. Then he says, Wow, never in my 32 years on this earth have I seen something like this. Mm. Alex from airport. Yes. Ah, for and some then, reason, I can't hear. You can't hear yourself. I can hear you allowed on air. Oh, okay. yeah. All right, this one says, mm. Ghana is really in a bad place. Mm. An MP openly admitting to speeding and causing a road traffic crash, mm -hmm. yet sees nothing wrong with it. He's a lawmaker for crying out loud. The, mm -hmm. the message concludes, only God. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, he says, Jehovah, I'm crying thinking this is an MP. The police should pick him up hmm. and put him in jail. Did I hear him say, uh, um, uh, the police are done with the investigation. What else can they do? No, he's, they went to write statements. So mm -hmm. it's until the police are done. Mm -hmm. They can't, no. Right. Maxwell from Northridge says, this is Anton MP. is very reckless and irresponsible. Oh. So now politics is more important than lives. Hmm. Really? To risk one's life just to pass taxes that will burden the very citizens whose taxes you enjoy? Here's another one. Good morning. Are the MPs aware that infections can be transmitted from the toilet, which is not private but public? Taliban, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Sky, are you saying that within you Parliament, there's no place they could have put him other than the toilet? No, they have. Is there not like a medical emergency room? Oh, they have a clinic, which is in the um, the Job 600. Is it not in the prisons no. of Parliament? It is within the prisons of Taliban Parliament, but it's outside the, the chamber. Oh, the now. toilet was to wash his hair of the blood. Charlie, because... No, when he came, he was just going in giddy giddy. Yeah, but I'm saying that is there not a place in the parliament which is like a, a triaging center, like a, a medical emergency room or something? Not within the chamber block. In fact, previously, if you go down to the foyer, there was um, a clinic 
to inside. Uh, exactly. Charlie, but I, I don't know what happened. for that delicate sewing operation. So they actually put bodyguards there to prevent other MPs from, or, uh, yeah, from going to use. That is how you're downloading. This one. In a meeting. <laughs> this one said, we are not serious as a country <laughs> at all. The Nanton MP is a disgrace to Parliament. Oh how you drive so. Okay, I don't know why I say sheepishly, but <laughs> essentially put someone's life in danger mm. and you come and defend this yeah. without regrets Charlie. and you are unapologetic. Yeah, Charlie, he's saved his Abraham from British Accra. This one says, the revelations by the Honorable MP are shocking and they show what our political class can do for power. Mm. If the Honorable MP doesn't care about his life, I wonder if he will care about the life of his followers in the quest for power. Mm-hmm. This should be a big lesson for us, the citizens. And the ordinary Ghanaians, especially with the youth, Maoli from Tamale, Dela from Pokoase says, I feel sorry for our nation. This man is an MP in our parliament. I see. Look at you. Anyway, more. So while the Nanto MP was getting the best care Mm. in the 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 precincts of of parliament, subsequently at the hospital, Mm. the man he ran into was left to his feet. If it wasn't for the two people who were there who sent him to the hospital, he probably would have been left in his car. So you you see the other point. And Sky, there's a view somebody's sharing that I think we should consider. Mm -hmm. He says, Ben, traffic offenses are what we call strict liability offenses. Mm -hmm. Thus, the defense of necessity does not apply. For strict liability offenses, there's no need for the prosecution to even prove the mental element of the offense. So this is somebody's view. So, you know, the lawyers, everybody has an angle. Oh, so. I can, uh, let me just uh, ask the person to consider the, there was a view expressed by Lord Denning mm-hmm. in Kirkuk VGLC. Mm-hmm. Um, Venerable Lord Denning. Yeah, right. <laughs> in what VCG? Yeah, that's right. This, this, in this case, I mean... It's a case, it's a lawyer. It was... Catch and check his number. No, Denning versus Mini. <laughs> no, no, it was Beckhawk uh, versus uh, GLC. And they said what? Uh, you know, he cited an example of someone driving um, a fire truck. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he gets close to a traffic intersection where the, 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 yeah. the, the red light is on. Mm-hmm. But he could see that there was a, a, a fire, you know, like yeah. on, on the other side of the road. Mm-hmm. He could go down, drive down immediately, running through the red light and go and attend to the fire. Uh-huh. If he stops at a traffic light, he would have been observing the law, right? Yes. But if he crosses the traffic light, he would have been going to save a fire situation. Breaking the law to save a life. So the question is, in the two circumstances, what should be the approach? Do road traffic offenses apply to fire trucks? Yes, yeah, they should ordinarily. No, I don't but, think no, so. But they, since, since then, since the decision, yes, yeah. there have been legal Modified. provisions to allow for... Which is why ambulances and fire trucks can run through because uh-huh. of the doctrine of necessity. But uh-huh. he's saying that uh-huh. this guy is not a fire truck. He's a, a private citizen going to do his work in the parliament. Uh-huh. And then he violates a road traffic offence, which he considers a strict liability offence. Uh-huh. So, if you were a, a policeman or a fire you truck... You should charge him. But, no, if you were a policeman or a fire service person, okay. you could have then said, because of what I'm... But, the, the being, uh, what do you call it, going to vote in parliament... Mm-hmm. is not necessity enough. That's why the judges yeah, have their so salary. Yeah, that's why they pay judges. That's why people go to law school. So, Charlie, leave me. All right, so, uh, lots of comments. A lot of them seem to be uh, saying that they, they didn't like the way the MP spoke in the interview. Yeah. And they feel like he didn't show remorse. Uh-huh. And you see, Bernard, I think in circumstances like that, it's important that people realize that, look, there's a professional for everything. 
Mm -hmm. You don't just get up after such a major thing and start granting interviews. And, and this is not, I'm not speaking as a, uh, no, no, no. The reason is that, look, you affected someone's life. The person is going to be out of work for some time because he has to take care of himself. And people have been impacted. So when you are on radio talking about it, you need to be sensitive to those sensibilities. Or was is that the word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because... You cannot just be, have a cavalier attitude to the whole thing. Yeah, like, it, oh, Sandra, I'm exactly. saving my country. Ah, ah, so properly, you can call it anything you ah, want. Properly, someone ought to have sat him down. A proper statement ought to have been drafted. Apologies. He, in, in other words, I don't even know, him. but I even don't even understand why he was allowed to travel to Tamale. Yeah, because he, he could have granted an interview by phone to a Tamale radio station if he claims that he wanted his people to see it was okay. Diamond FM can call him and say, Honorable Tuferu, we saw you were in an accident. How are you? So I'm fine. I'm home. But to now sit in a plane after being stitched up <laughs> on Friday and then fly to Tamale, this is the whole thing. You know, I'm almost, even worried that he may not be. Yeah, everything is sacrificed yeah. at the altar of politics. It's, it's, it's wrong. Well, that's what we've created. This is what we've said. The society has created a, a politics that everything can die for. You know, it is it's a serious issue. So there are so many layers of this discussion mm -hmm. which we will not be able to exhaust within the time we have. But if you have another angle, please be careful. Uh, be, be free to send us your view. 054-998-6996. Ben, during the last petition, didn't the court go to the residence of one of the witnesses to testify? I think it's a Supreme Court issue. Yeah, I think. Because our rules allow for online, uh, you know, testimonies like that. Yes. So Rojo testified by... Uh, video. Mm -hmm. Yep. But our parliament hasn't moved to that extent okay. because it's a constitutional and, and also a legal and regular. Uh, because parliament sessions of parliament, Article 112, a session of parliament shall be held at such a place within Ghana. Mm -hmm. So that is where they say it has to be a physical place yes. within the country. All right, so if you do it outside Ghana, it's not parliament. No, unless parliament, they, 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 they said within Ghana, so it has to necessarily within be Ghana. Ghana. Unless Ghana goes, but to it can't be in Adafianu, my village. The speaker can designate Adafianu. Uh, yeah, oh, of course he can. Lakafa area. I know, I know you have plans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes. Um, anyway, so look, we need to move on, right? And I feel a lot of people. For me, I hope this helps us to think about our situation. I think Kaskai's point about the way parliament has let itself down the extreme hard stance on both sides the government's insensitivity to the people in terms of all these taxes that's what has brought us all of us here right and the economy that has not been managed well and all of the issues around let's not cover the issue the point is that the, this we've been brought here by mismanagement mm -hmm. all right and that's what has led to all of this desperate moves to raise revenue by people who said that they were moving from production to taxation and have imposed so many taxes on people businesses are shouting they're not being heard so society is speaking they're not being listened to media is talking they are being ignored so the point is that the government has to take a serious hard look at itself and fix the economy that has it has broken so badly one do the work, one do the BJ But those who do the work, you leave them bleeding When it comes to election day I go ask you what you plan for me Unless you show me Unless you show me You see the politician, they like we did They drop our money like we just know day Unless you show me Unless you show me 
All right, so uh, we are moving to a couple more issues, but Standard Water has over 25 years' experience in providing quality and refreshing water to quench your thirst. This refreshing brand of water is available in every regions of Ghana, and we're expanding to cover the rest. We have sachet water, bottled water, dispenser-mounted jar water, and customized water for your parties and other special locations we are available for purchase at supermarkets retail shops and sales delivery trucks call 0202 055703 or 0547 334385 to get standard water and join our fun packed and adventure filled packages to dubai this easter from the 9th to the 17th of april for only 1350 usd and our tour packet to germany belgium netherlands france and switzerland between the 7th and the 18th for only 3500 euros package includes visa visa assistance hotel accommodation tours ticket airport transfers and more this is from copan travel and tours the copan travel card gives you uh, special discounts in partner hotels, restaurants, general merchandise, fashion and beauty outlets, and more. Call 0556 965 924. That's 0556 965 924. Coupon Hospitality, Tourism at its best. More on the show when we come back. This is the City Breakfast Show. Don't go away. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city 97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city 973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city 973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Around them, said 
two quick stories to deal with before we come to our next interview. Find out the story about Chinese people involved in Galamsey again. And uh, this time it's in uh, uh, the Western region. And uh, Elvis Daku and his team put a very wonderful story together this morning on the front page. Now, this story should be read in concert with the Galamsey issue in Axim, where the police um, had an encounter with some people who are. I don't know, are they security men? What, what were those guys in that video, Godfrey? What, what are those people? <laughs> you know, I, I think there's a lot that needs to be uncovered from this, you know. So it becomes difficult to assign tax to the group apart from maybe the police. Mm -hmm. You understand? Okay, so what is in the video, first and foremost? So what is basically... Um, parts of the video that have been made public because it does look like there are other portions but mm -hmm. this was and it's interesting also because there's a timeline to follow mm -hmm. on this now the video um emerged on uh the first of april this mm -hmm. year but this matter started on the 9th of march 2023 according to the police uh, if we are to believe their report on this. So, according to the police's chronology of this, they were investigating a report made by the Axim Divisional Police Patrol team on the 9th of March, 2023. Now, on 28th March, they made arrests. Mm -hmm. They arrested Kujo uh, four men, mm -hmm. which is what we saw. <clears throat> now, whilst the investigation was going on, the video emerged. Mm -hmm. That is the timeline of the police mm. that they have given us. We can choose to believe it or not. Mm -hmm. You know, so that is their timeline. Now, with regards to what the video shows, um, mm. it shows a group of young men and a group of officers um, engaged in some level of disagreement mm -hmm. that leads to a policeman basically begging Mm -hmm. for his life um these are armed men yes they stop a police vehicle yes and they engage the police in a conversation yes which leads to the police now begging them yeah because there were there were attempts to seize the rifle of, of a policeman of a policeman and they did the appear as though the police knew these knew, people. they knew these they people. knew each other they knew each other it was obvious but this other group are not police yes they are not we cannot tag them as well and the police has not accepted responsibility for them now post that uh, one of the persons who had been declared wanted mm -hmm. uh, by the police one Kwame Ato Asareni mm -hmm. um, granted an interview mm -hmm. um to some media outlets, I think two days ago, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, to share what he says is his side of the story. Mm -hmm. And that according to his side of the story, he's been a police informant for a very long time. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been going on operations. Basically, he is a civilian collector of bribes. He that, admits this. Yes, he admits that's what he described himself. And he collects money. Yes, what led to the breakdown in the relationship was basically the fact that he realized he was collecting large sums of money and they were from giving him from illegal miners. So he collects money from illegal miners? Yes, on behalf of the policemen who are part of right. the is there, is there, is there Is there an illegal mining tax? Is there a, is there a police unit of GRA? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is there a unit of GRA that the police manage? <laughs> we don't know. That's Zangudu. He's not... He's not uh, wait, oh, the guy admits in an interview, this guy who's seen the video accosting yes. the police, yes. admits in an interview that he collects monies and shares with the police. No, he collects money for, for the police, police and they give him a cut. 
Why does like does the police have a revenue stream that we don't know? Well, the police will have to answer that. Question. Did they address that in their press statement? Well, on point six of their press statement, they said the allegation of extortion against officers has been referred to the Police Professional Standards oh, Bureau it. for investigation. Oh, stop it! Can you go on? So, <laughs> peeps. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's now PPSB. Mm-hmm. So they are investigating um, that matter. Oh, so, um, it's it's a pretty complicated story. Um, that I think will become even more complicated once mm-hmm. this Kwame Atu Asareni is apprehended by the police. So they haven't arrested him yet? Not yet, but he has put out his side of the story before the arrest. Oh, Lord. And it's in the public domain. So, and, and it's an interview that's accessible. That's very accessible. So, How long did he speak for? I didn't check the time. Speak in English? Uh, no. Spoke to you? Yes. So he has described what he does with the police now there are bigger issues in the mining in the space now for me um if you put together all the stories that we've seen today so there was one on um the, the town yes. that sky spoke yes about. so the, the town is called brahabebume some young people in brahabebume takwa yes. endangered their lives by mining in sealed off and disused mine shafts which has been closed for 60 years mm-hmm. what's even worrying is that the young people are working for a chinese galamsey contractor who has engaged their services for a fee at the peril of their lives the mantrim old shop it's okay okay we don't have too much time but okay there's that one mm-hmm. um we've had a couple of uh, other issues shooting in last of a, week. a guy in takwa you put who they claim yeah, is a galamsey you, you put you put everything together and it tells you we are not making much progress At in all. this fight against illegal mining um and that there's a lot to investigate and for the general public most of them will look at it and say well we've told you that Obviously, there seems to be some level of collusion collusion between parties to make sure that this doesn't go away. We put on a show. Because the thing, bottom line is, there's just too much money at stake. If somebody can go and collect 100,000 Ghana CDs from illegal <laughs> miners. And go and give and to the police. To, allegedly. allegedly. And his cut is 2,000. He's like, today, they this board, they've been cheating me, so today I won't give it to you. And then it becomes... He, had, he admits this. Yeah, he admits he admitted he, to this openly. <laughs> so, it's it's something that we need to keep an eye on. It's pretty worrying. And I'm just saying we need to keep an eye on this also because uh, if you go to Pristia, for instance, the Galamseas there this week, uh, a group of small-scale miners in the area have served notice mm-hmm. that they are going to stage what they term a deadly and relentless demonstration mm. to demand access to mining lands. And this is just three weeks after... Some of them went to a mining yes. company to burn. We've gone to the between the Benso oh, incident. So all, all I'm saying is, it looks like there's a lot happening in that space, and it's getting a lot more violent. Mm-hmm. The clashes are increasing. It's something that our security services need to watch. All right, so time check is 18 minutes past nine. Uh, we'll come back to these subjects and your comments shortly, but we need to speak quickly now to the... Uh, is it Director General or the ch- Chief Executive? I'm, I'm not sure. So we'll be speaking to him shortly on a number of things. So, uh, in the studio this morning, we'll be speaking to Samir Oku very shortly. Uh, just a couple of quick backgrounds to this. Um, Nathan, a number of newspapers have been writing about the NLA today, which I, I thought was pretty interesting. So, the NLA 
say they will generate 31 million CDs royalties from Nigeria and Cote d'Ivoire this year from the use of Ghana's Lotto platform for the drawing of raffles in the two countries. Now, I didn't know this. Nigeria, so apparently Nigeria has been using Ghana's Lotto uh, draw numbers for free for over 25 years and will, after engagement with the management of the NLA, pay 80 million CDs. Well, Cote d'Ivoire will pay 30 million to the authority. So it looks like Ghana is classified to Nigeria, not just football, but also Lotto. <laughs> so <laughs> the amount... So basically, Nigeria and Cote d'Ivoire have been using our platform uh, for Lotto, and they have not been paying. Too, no. So we are told that they will pay through KGL, a digital Lotto marketing company, which operates Lotto on behalf of the NLA, as the two countries will draw Ghana's games online. Now, DG of NLA, Sami Oku, <coughs> disclosed yesterday when he took his stand at the minister's meet the press, he was organized the Minister of Information for state agencies to interact with the public. So, so for us in the media, it's like Sami Oku has gone to NLA, and then they didn't even make news because Sami Oku has gone there. No, Charlie, they all the papers. Charlie, news the best that don't even talk about Lotto. They are talking about Lotto. It's even on the front page. I mean, go for a look at it. And then Lotto. <laughs> you know, because Sami is a friend of Bernard. No, no, you know the, the funny thing, Charlie. The whole of last week, Sami Oku was on the front page. I don't even understand. The you know, there are, are some. T- I don't know what happened. Sammy, you were on the front page. There are some subjects that shouldn't even be discussed in front page. But you alone. <laughs> You put Lotto on the front page. because of the, of the revenue bit. So is the so is how important is NLA to government revenue? If we didn't know it was such a a big institution in terms of the revenue portfolio of the country, we did it. Uh, Bernard, good morning. Good morning, morning to your cherished uh, listeners. Mm. And, uh, great to be back here. Yes. Uh, that's the theater of dreams. Uh, <laughs> uh, with all the squad here. Uh, uh, it's always uh, yeah. refreshing to be with you. Wonderful. Guys. Well, first of all, uh, um, the NLA, uh, the Act 722, mm-hmm. um, established by uh, the, the people of Ghana and the Ghanaian government. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 206 to operate national lotto to regulate to supervise conduct and manage mm-hmm. uh, national lotto and provide for related matters but our core mandate is also to raise revenue if you scan across the world mm. um, the world lottery association projects that the Member bodies mm-hmm. raise a total of $92 billion to support good causes across the world. Globally. Globally. Mm-hmm. And then again, we continue to contribute in diverse ways. Uh, the entire Olympic Games mm-hmm. hosted by the United Kingdom some time past. 2012. 2012. Was funded 100% through the process of lottery. Really? Yes. And that's wow. the Camelot. Okay. In 2022 alone, mm. Camelot 2021. Mm-hmm. Camelot raised a total of nine billion pounds for the UK government. Even with that, they lost their bid for renewal. Wow! Somebody could um, bid higher. Wow! The Great Wall of China, the city of Miami, and all that were built purely from the process of lottery. So over the world, over over the years and across the world, mm. uh, people have used it um, to develop. Mm-hmm. And the interesting aspect is that here in Ghana, when NLA was established. 1962 mm-hmm. by the Maltese government, but this was after a visit by then Finance Minister Gbedema and the team. Uh, it was on a trade mission. Mm-hmm. Whilst there, they realized that um, the people were conducting a scheme that was raising revenue for the Maltese government. Mm-hmm. Dr. Kwame Nkrumah then um, asked the Maltese government to assist Ghana in establishing it. 
they then sent a Maltese official mm-hmm. named uh, William Francis Brennan. So when you hear Brennan Hall, Brennan Hall was named after the first director general of okay. okay. who was a Maltese. Okay. And the Maltese government funded his stay in Ghana mm-hmm. with the taxpayers' money uh, for Malta. Okay. His conditions of service, his entitlement was mm. purely funded by the Maltese people. And his, his task was to set up the Department of National Lotteries, mm-hmm. which has metamorphosed into the National Lottery Authority. Authority. Mm. Since then, we've, we've gone through various phases. NLA has seen his real good days. Mm-hmm. And just as in the, uh, in the course of life and history, you always go through some down moments, up moments. Mm. That notwithstanding, it's been um, an, an authority that has been a vehicle of mobilizing revenue for mm. the state. So can we say your focus now is still a revenue? Because you uh, said that based on the law, the other things you do, you organize games based and on things. Based on the law. And, but, and then um, the acts as well, mm. uh, section and two, three of the National Lotto Act 206 mm-hmm. also stipulates that as part of our operations, mm. um, we need to conduct a National Lotto specifically to provide care and protection for the physically or mentally afflicted, the needy, the aged, orphans, and destitute children. And then that feeds into the Good Causes Foundation. So it is not surprising that you see the NLA collaborating with CTFM the month of March for mm-hmm. the Heritage Caravan, mm-hmm. which uh, basically showcases Ghana, mm. the food, the music, the culture of mm-hmm. the people, mm. and also touring some sites that many people didn't even know existed. Mm. When the NLA hosted the African Lottery Association Seminar on Responsible Gaming in December last year, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, tied in uh, uh, with the NLA at 60 Grand Eba in December. Mm-hmm. We brought uh, global leaders, and for the first time, the president of the World Lottery Association, Madame Rebecca Paul, uh, also visited uh, Sub-Sahara, together with the general secretary of the World Lottery Body, Madame Lane Reuter, who is Canadian, mm-hmm. together with officials from the European Lottery, the World Lottery, and the African uh, Lottery leadership. You know, you had over 100 guests. We took the opportunity to also showcase Ghana. We visited this World Heritage Site uh, of the Cape Coast Castle, the Mina Castle, unwinding in parts of Accra and elsewhere. So, basically, what CTFM was doing in the month of March, we shared the same view. Because under our Good Causes Foundation, we have four main pillars of arts and culture, education, youth and sports development, health. Mm. So, mm. so, it looks like the law tells you where you should spend the proceeds. Exactly. It's not as if you pay the money to consolidated yeah. funds. We do. But then there's also... We so you have to well. put some to yeah. consolidated... So, so basically, okay. the profit that NLA is supposed to take as profit, basically, at the end of the day, after paying what we're supposed to pay into the consolidated fund, we need to also support government uh, vision and goals. For instance, last year, we supported the U-Start program mm-hmm. with 10 million cities. The NLA is doing the same this year. Then again, the NLA has also partnered government and other agencies with the sole aim of also providing care, um, supporting the afflicted, the, the orphans, the destitute, and all that. So it's almost like the surplus after you pay what you are enjoying to do is what you use for the good causes. Yes, but the good causes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we also link it to our Caritas platform. The Caritas platform is basically is a Latin uh, word that's care, charity, love. 
So that is our interface with Corporate Ghana. So when you hear or when you watch adverts and they say this is regulated by the National Lottery Authority. Through the Caritas platform. platform. That's the meaning. So when a bank is doing like a draw, they use... They so, are rewarding their customers. So this, this platform is certified by you? Yes. If the NLA and do they pay for it? Yes, they do. So it's one of the ways you raise revenue in, fact, in addition to the... the states, that's why it states that okay. as part of our operation, yeah. the, we need to conduct a special lottery. All right. With the sole aim of raising revenue to support the mentally and the physically afflicted, the this, that, 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 that. So whatever we get from the characters, NLA is not supposed to take a dime, but push it into good courses. So there are many revenue streams of which characters is one. one. I exactly. see. But your main will be the games. The games. So when you say games, is so, it, what, what do you um, mean? The most popular game in the sub-Sahara is the five of ninety. That's the five balls drawn out of ninety, uh -huh. which has been Ghana's game since nineteen sixty-two. In which we have operated for over 60 years. In fact, Ghana taught Nigeria lottery, Ghana taught Ivory Coast lottery, and across. Wow. So when the Ghanaians were migrating um, from Accra or wherever to Abidjan, they took our lotto. So if you get to Abidjan or Ivory Coast, they call it Lotto Ghanaian. Oh, you mean the main lotto stickers in the system? <laughs> Sky, you've exported lotto yeah, tickets from are. your place to... And then, um, <laughs> if you go to Nigeria, they call it Ghana Lotto. Serious? And the Nigerians have uh, played our game for over 26 years. When you say they play our game, i.e., even though they live in Nigeria... They watch the draw. And they participate. And they use the winning numbers to pay the wins there. Oh, so, but that's a different group doing the payment, not yes, you guys. not us. Okay. So, they pirate the numbers in, in oh. simple terms. And that is what's happening, you know, within the West African coast. Because of the draw integrity process of the Ghanaian game, the, 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 the board and the NLA Act also stipulates the composition of the draw team. The director general is supposed to chair the draw panel. Then you have a rep from the chief justice or the mm -hmm. judiciary. So, every draw... Mm -hmm. certified by the by the judiciary and that's of the ministry of finance so you have a rep from the ministry of finance mm. a judge and the director general or his so this is a serious and scrutiny been it. Mm. so they have to also take all the boxes mm -hmm. make sure that we are not running even on um the uh, on 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 electricity so that when the light goes off, the thing will be affected. So you need generator. So you need to also ensure that wow. uh, there are no mobile phones in the hall. You need to ensure that blah, blah, blah. So they take all the boxes and make sure that the balls also weigh within a certain range. Because gravity, when one is heavy, it can also drop. So um, the wow. Ghana Standards Authority hey, periodically also come and weigh your balls. Also weigh the balls also set. So, so, so this integrity so, is so what, what has the, led... What you see on TV okay. is just a subset of the entire drop. So we're saying that the people who stick, they trust that the numbers are genuine they and do. the thing cannot even, be rigged. Even with that, people still have that misconception that there are some hidden numbers that... Um, maybe the officials or the director general gets to see. So you get some of these, but it, that's even with the transparency of the process. So let me just ask you. So when I drive in Accra <laughs> and I see somebody who has written on this kiosk, Abin Soko, see me. Uh, what, what is it? What, like, no, what, is it what you write? Abin Soko, see me. No. What, what is he saying? The, the interesting aspect of that. Uh, for, us, for, us, for us, it's a game of chance. Okay. But for some of these people, it's a game of scale. Okay. And also with digitalization, yeah. it's not just um, the, 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 the channels of operation and the medium of playing. Mm -hmm. It's both um, in the kiosk and on the point of sale terminals and uh -huh. also on the mobile phone. Uh -huh. So 
from the comfort of your homes, you can also play. Uh -huh. And you also have our traditional players who are also still used to walking to their trusted retailer that have these uh, numbers uh, in mind. So and these numbers that he said have been, he has worked them. Yeah, yeah. And them, that's what I'm saying. For them, it's a game of skill. <laughs> but for us, it's a game of chance. And you cannot also fault them for dreaming. <laughs> And believing that this 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 is this these are the numbers that they think because it serves yeah, it serves your interest because they are the people who are your foot soldiers. They retail them, well, make it popular. We, we do not directly by, by, sell give, by giving public. the taxi drivers hope. No, no, for, we do not sell directly to the public. Okay. We 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 deal with our local marketing companies and okay. down the stream they also have their oh, writers and retailers. I get it. So the, the five ninety is the most popular game. It's the most popular and it's played every day. Uh, of the week, but when Monday I was when I was young, Sunday. they used to announce a lot of numbers on GBC. Yes, at five fifty nine or something. Yeah, but with the, with a song. Now we change the WWE. Yeah. So it's the lot of doctor. Not yes. Why have you changed that thing? Oh, which one have we changed? The, you know, it, it used to be on the GBC. On TV. The TV. We used to, David Don't will come and say yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we, 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 we've had a good engagement with GTV in the past. We also okay. gave another opportunity to a, a TV station. Okay, so it's happening. It's it happening. is. What time does it happen? It's live on uh, UTV every evening. At what time? Seven fifteen. And they still count one. Mm. So that that is an interesting one. You know that draw machine that you see there yes. is twenty six years old. Wow. Yes, uh, making it the oldest draw machine currently being used. You know, across the world. So the same machine that they don't yes. use to count is still the same yes, machine. But now Charlie. the World Lottery Association has started the NLA to change these machines to conform with the new standards. So yeah. the NLA, by the end of this month, will be saying goodbye to this oh, old mother machine. We have to send to the National Museum. So we, 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 are build, we, are, we are renovating a museum to keep the first appointment letter of Brennan, our first director general, with the Maltese government handed over to us in November. Mm. Mm. And also the very act that the Maltese House of Representatives passed in Malta to set up the Department of National Lotteries. Very interesting. These, right, uh, a few points. So, we are talking to Samir Oku, he's the DG of the NLA, and they've been doing a lot of things. Yesterday, they spent their time at the uh, Minister of Information, meet the press, where he revealed that they are going to collect money from the Nigerians and the Ivorians because they've been using our system for years and not been paying. So, you've actually... So, have you written to them? Have you met so them? So, when I became DG, um, together with a team of management members, mm. uh, we we pursued the Nigerians and the Ivorians that mm -hmm. um, they we this game that we've developed, they seem to be beneficiaries of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, after back and forth, in fact, my predecessor started the engagement. Some way, somehow, um, they didn't conclude. Conclude. Mm. So we kept pressing on. There were some few issues that Nigerians raised: mm -hmm. uh, lack of mistrust, mm -hmm. and uh, the, you know the mode, the format, the format, and how they can also be supporting. Mm -hmm. After several engagements and with tact and diplomacy, with the support of our ministry and the board of the NLA, um, we got the Nigerian government. Uh, to also come to terms with reality. Mm -hmm. And as part of the deal, we were also to assist them to develop a national game. Okay. So last year, sometime July, I think the 12th of July, I was there to launch mm. their own game for them. Oh, you launched Nigeria's own, own game. game for them. Wow. Uh, at, uh, at a ceremony in Abuja for them. Mm. So now they have one. But the problem is they've been used to the Ghanaian one. And the, uh, the, the Nigerian situation is one of trust. 
They trust the Ghana system more. They don't trust their Their own players. Don't really trust the process. (laughs) They know themselves. So, because sometimes they say that the numbers are announced are done. You don't know how the numbers. But for the Ghanaian one, they're able to see it on same time. And the Nigerians also said that since we cannot bring our point of sale terminals there, they only be willing to uh, collaborate with us through our online partner. Mm. So both countries inspected the, infra- the IT infrastructure of the online partner. Mm-hmm. And then um, the Nigerians also got a partner to also wow. uh, partner the online partner. Here Which means within a sub-region, we are the most advanced local market. Um, because I, of what the Maltese did and the uh, fact that NLA is called that. Fact, uh, uh, if you're talking ab- about history, yes. But now people have moved on. For instance, um, uh, the Ivorians make $1.7 million a day hey. through lottery. And how much do we get? And at least around $60,000, a day, even though we thought. Far behind. The Nigerians make about $3.2 million a day. And we don't even make 100000 So that's why I'm oh. aggressive in trying to also raise revenue. So based on but, your plan, mm-hmm. do you have a target, say, by yeah, end do. of year? I do. So... When um, with the Nigerian one, if I can conclude, mm-hmm. um, we're able to finally secure uh, the deal with them, and mm-hmm. we task the KGO to collect our proceeds. Mm-hmm. Um, it, since the Nigerians have uh, um, come to the table after all the negotiations, they had to pay 18 million cities to us for the first year, mm-hmm. for it to be reviewed from next year, mm-hmm. and then. Um, to the Ivorians, mm. uh, they they are also uh, in a position to also pay as royalties to the NLA mm-hmm. 13 million cities wow. for the year. Um, this will also be reviewed next year. When we came in, our online partner KGL mm-hmm. is paying NLA 25 million uh, cities a year as mm-hmm. our online partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy to inform you that together with the board and management, uh, we've renegotiated a deal. Mm. Uh, for the KGL to be paying 65 million cities this year. Mm. Um, and then if you add that of the process of Nigeria and uh, mm. Ivory Coast, they are paying the NLA 92 million cities this year. Okay. L- let me backtrack. So you've said a lot about what you're doing. I just wanted to first check. Probably the first question I should, I should have asked was, mm-hmm. when you accepted the position of NLA CEO, what did you think you were getting into? Because I don't, I'm not sure you were into Loto that much. No, I don't play. Uh-huh. And then again, the NLA management and staff uh, are not expected to participate in the games. Mm-hmm. Why? Because... Uh, conflict of interest. A conflict of interest. Even though you may not know the numbers, if anybody sees you playing, they will think these are going to be the winning numbers for today. But my first day, walking into the premises of the NLA, I was clear in my mind I wasn't there for... Uh, the politics when mm. I was there to raise revenue and my very first statement to them that um, I'm here to make new friends and I want you to partner me to raise revenue and it's a place that can be toxic in terms of the political dynamics there um, you are judged based <laughs> not on the content of what you do but judged based under which regime you were employed so you also had it's been low, a politicized place. Yes, you mm. also had low staff morale and the mistrust between management and the staff. So it was a very tough journey. Mm. But I think the opening statement uh, of my early days gave a clear direction of what I wanted to do. And I was very clear to them at my first staff, Deba, that I don't want to pretend I'm neutral 
when it comes to the politics of our country. I've been a party's deputy communications director. I've been youth leader of a party. I've been national organizer of a party. However, for the 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., I'm here to talk revenue. If after 5 p.m. you want to carry the biggest umbrella to the NDC headquarters, you are good to go. But we want to carry the biggest elephant. I will direct you where we need to meet at Asylum Down. So the, the, the honesty and the transparency from day one. Mm. I also told them, all those sitting on the flanks, that they said you were NDC or CPP, PNC or this, or you feel sidelined, and give you an opportunity to work. But then you need to deliver. And then again, for my folks who are the MPP guys in there, I told them that enormous responsibility will be on your shoulders because you have your government to make it proud. So, and I've been very open. And how has it been? How long have you been there? 18 months. But it's been an interesting journey. And I also set out to also rebuild the image of the NLA and put it on the global map again. The NLA had been kicked out of the African lottery body oh. uh, for non-payment dues and not conforming to standards and ethics and all that. But in February 2022, we were readmitted mm. into the after uh, several visits <clears throat> to the LONASI, that's the Ivorian uh, lottery body. Why? Because the Ivorian lottery head mm. is the head of the African Lottery Association. So we leverage on the relationship mm -hmm. and uh, they readmitted us. In fact, one of our best uh, DGs, Colonel Bigby, he's still alive. Uh, uh, and, and, and again, the NLA, we've had many military men uh, uh, becoming DGs than civilians. So up to date, we still have military presence on our premises because we also run the VAG game. That's a Veterans Administration Ghana. And Colonel BP had been Allah president before, head of the Continental Lottery Body. So after getting NLA readmitted in, we also needed to repair mm. that gap between the NLA and the World Lottery Association. Mm -hmm. So um, we worked hard at it, and in Vancouver uh, last year, we got the World Lottery leadership to also accept an invitation from the NLA. Which is why you hosted the Allah seminar wow. in NLA at 60. So uh, it was great. Having over 100 guests uh, from 20 countries across mm. the world, for me, was a good one. So in terms of the government agencies, you know, usually we do this um, state ownership report. Ministry of Finance calls a lot of them. Many of them are not making profit. If you take the NLA, we also still you, you, are, you, are, you are not yet making a profit. Yeah, but um, uh, at least we stabilized, which is key. And also the blocking the revenue leakages was uh, continues to be one of the is this the is there is a leakage through the agents or mm -hmm. through the how does I think, the i think it's a it's a it's a it's a mafia uh, both internal and external currently we have a staff in custody um who had been um uh, assisting people in liquidating wins and this staff normally uh, mischievously uh, you know every day is an expiry date for a ticket so sometime last year, I, I realized an unusual trend where going through a very voluminous uh, document and list, you could see that you can have Akuto, but the, the ID, okay, one, two, three, Ghana card, and the name Akuto will be there, and the telephone number will be there. Mm -hmm. Then the same telephone number, mm -hmm. the same Ghana card, let's say one, number one, two, three, but it Defending. will be Bernard. Mm. Then you have the same number, the same Ghana card number, and then you have Richard. 
I thought this was unusual. Mm. So we sought the help of the National Signals Bureau. Mm -hmm. And it was very nice Und undercover they, investigation. Undercover, they had to uh, spend three weeks in remote in some remote parts of the country before they were able to apprehend. So it's a whole syndicate. It's a syndicate. Mm. Just internal and external. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a mafia. So when you say they liquidate wins, I mean they illegally make payments available to people who are not deserving. Yes, exactly. Mm. So you know, in the in the conduct of lottery, mm. let's say thousand people play today, mm -hmm. and two hundred win. Mm -hmm. There's no way that all these two hundred people will be able to liquidate their wins, because when a ticket is soiled, it will be rejected. When it is torn, it will be rejected. Mm. Some will misplace their ticket. Some will even pass on to glory. So they will not be able to all, yeah, but for some reason, somebody is able to liquidate. System, it's a system where every day all the wins are being liquidated. Dies, no ticket gets world, no not ticket gets 100% efficiency. So I felt that this was unusual. Yes, when I complained to the world lottery body and the African lottery, they asked me to dig deeper. <laughs> and so, in trying to prove further, yeah, uh, I saw the assistance of the spy agents and the uh, spy agency and they've been helpful and so um the the docket uh, has been sent to the ag for advice but in terms of your own political trajectory managing an institution how many people are there now about 590. it's a large company it is, and, with, uh, and with it's national yes it's presence in about 15 markets and 10 regions. so when you have a, a stab there by annual year it's a huge event it's if you have to because as those outside who join us via zoom but even those are the headquarters, around 300. Okay. So, just a, a simple question, if you say, can just help with that. Which, is Lotto really popular in Ghana now, like it used to be? And I, I which region leads the party? Great Accra obviously leads. Followed by um, Eastern, then Ashanti, then Western. Oh, I mm. thought the voter region did well in Lotto. Uh, <laughs> no, it's because he traveled there last week the, and saw some, some Lotto no, kiosks. Let me ask my question. You also do have lots of illegals. Oh, okay. Last year alone, the World Lottery Body estimates that the member bodies lost a total of $1.3 trillion to illegal operators. Hey. Operating without the regulator. Without the regulator. And in Ghana, you have an estimate of about 500 illegal operators. Are you serious? Yeah. So an illegal operator so we set up a lotto system. Somebody who has not been licensed set up a system in these are small communities. And he's selling like lotto tickets. Selling, they pirate the NLS number. Uh, and then they write in the books. So they do not use the point of sale terminals. And the unfortunate thing How are they is, able to pay the people though? So that's what I'm saying. So today you, because you won't always win. So Godfrey will play, you will play, I will play, Richard, some I'm, I'm in the port. And then if maybe one gets to win, they can pay off. Because they've collected a lot of post money. Exactly. So they are running their own private lotto scheme. That's the whole point. But I use your and numbers. Then, and then when there's a big win, they close down and they leave the area. <laughs> so and we keep advising the public that stop dealing with these illegals because for them, the day that you have a big win... But how will the, how will the public we, know who's legal keep, and who's illegal? Well, we, we keep educating them. We keep conducting so. But sometimes we are naturally born stubborn. But don't you have a list of... Isn't there a we place do, you can go where I can them. see... We publish them. <coughs> In fact, what we're trying to do is to get stickers for our retailers. So they have an official but, designated but lotto sticker. We, we also have a strategy to um, improve upon our draw situation with multiple draws. One thing I do know is for many of these illegals, multiple draws can also heavily affect them. Why? Because for, with a manual system, they have 24 hours. 
to collect all these papers across to go and do the account. But if I have a draw in the morning, a drawing they have to you confuse them drawing the evening. I see. So that's what we're trying to do from the month of May. Point of question Did you say Ghana makes seven hundred to eight hundred thousand dollars or seventy to eighty thousand? A day. I'm talking a day. So seventy to seventy. A day. a day so it's 60 to 70. 60 to 70. A day. and the, the nigerians make 3.2 million dollars a day yes, and, and the Ivorians make 1.6 1.7 million dollars a day but the Ivorians learned a lottery from us they actually started this five of 19 in uh, 2012. Mm. and again let me also pay glowing tribute to them they gave the nla when i came and i approached them on this good courses thing because when i visited um abidjan and uh, they took me to Yamosukro, to Boake, and many parts of the country. Mm. Almost every community, mm. you could see something funded by the lottery. By the lottery. So that was where I also got the inspiration of the good courses. Then um, made a case to the board for us to establish, and they provided mm. us with the seed money of sixty thousand mm. dollars to set up the. My, my, the I think one question people want to ask is so. Being a party leader, communications, deputy communications, youth organizer, national organizer, is a leadership role. But coming to a state organization over 60 years old with people who are older than your father there, yeah. and then in 18 months... Some of them were, when I was in Pampers, they were there. Good. And you are trying to reform it. Yeah. How, is the, how different is that experience in leadership from mobilizing people to support the political party? I, I think um, this one it also takes um, a whole new dimension. Mm. Why? Because uh, if you take a straight political sense there, you will make a mistake. You're managing people from different arena. Mm. And the focus and the vision should be clear. Mm. You should distinguish between what you want to do politically mm -hmm. and what you want to do economically. And I also believe that leadership too is everything. Mm -hmm. And um, the, by the by the by the death of what you are you are you are you are espousing, mm -hmm. and the clarity of thought, mm -hmm. um, you also do, you don't have to rub it in the face that you are their boss. You are their, mm -hmm. they, they already know you are their boss, but once you need the support from them, without the management giving you the support mm -hmm. and you carrying the staff along, you'll just be wasting your time. A few questions so, have come for you. So, okay, so I, I, I set out to, first of my, the, the first thing I sought to do mm. was to get management to rally around me because they are going to help you lead the implementation of policies. Mm. And then also to get the staff to also change the attitude. When I got there, I realized that they used to come to work late. Some mm. around 9, mm. 9.30. Some even come at 10. They will sit idle mm. by mm. midday. They mm. go for lunch. They don't come back. Mm -hmm. So I, I decided to get to work at 6.30 every day. and So when they come, you are sitting there? I'm there. And at 8 a.m., I start visiting them in the office. Check where they are. And then when I come Somebody's to Bernard's office, <laughs> and uh, oh, where is Bernard? He says, uh, he's oh, going. I said, oh, no problem. When he comes, tell him, DG wants to see him. Kai. And that's and the psychological mm. uh, thing. And nobody really went. When you come, I, I ask but you to Are there reason. people who try to say you are young and that I came here before you, so listen that to one, me. That one, you can insult me in your head. It's allowed. But it's not in the way. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Mm. But gradually, they got used to the fact that, DJ, you always come early. You don't know when he will visit your office. But I go in a very friendly note. And they, but, so they said, you know, some said that, oh, politicians in the Ombasa, mm. one week on BJI. IGG, initial gagra. Then, then 
one month passed. Mm. The guy continued. Two months, he continued. Three months, he said, no, this guy. This guy's your 18 months. So, it's been like that. The other qu- question I always, is... I'm, I'm always the, one of the early birds to get to the, work. The other question for you is, again, from a high-profile political position, it is easy to see if you, you could have been given a higher political appointment, all right? Because we've seen people with lesser rank in parties transition to deputy minister or even full minister. I, 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 I suspect the... NLA, I mean, if you ask anybody in politics what role you want, not many people say they want to be NLA boss. Yes, so it yeah. it seemed it seemed like uh, what oh, what is happening yeah. at NLA? What's yeah. NLA like? Uh, you know, it's not like Free Zone's board or something. Oh, it's like um, when Anna Kumia wanted to go to STC. Yeah. Nobody really understand. What is STC? But I think Akumia was one of the star performers that you guys even said, look. I yeah, yeah. I transformed it, the yes. Um, if you go to a place already made up, mm. you might pass with the wind. Mm. But today you said, ah. But since I'm here going to NLA, you have many of the tabloids always <laughs> following the NLA, even in front of graphic, on the front page of the graphic today and all that. And then government you say, well, last week I was, it was everywhere. Uh, you have to make an impact. And if, if you're not at the top, you won't be a topic. Mm. Definitely. I, I, I believe that together with my team, and uh, we, we, we've done what we can. And the greatest uh, uh, gratitude goes to the staff mm. and our stakeholders in the industry. They support you? They do. The staff, they find in me a sympathetic ally and a trusted companion, which is key. Because I open up. Many of the things that I implemented mm. were things that, were, that I was told by junior staff, DG. Mm, yeah, take mm, a look at mm, this place, DG. Mm, yeah. mm. Sometimes I, I come, I get to the office early, you know, 6.37, you have some of them waiting for me at the car park because mm. they, they, they don't want their boss. They want to give you them. some filler uh-huh. quickly. So, and it led me to many revelations uh, which helped shape So in terms mentality. of your understanding of the Ghanaians' mentality and how they work, mm. it's a completely different experience from leading people as youth organizer or national organizer. I, I think so. I think so. Wow. Um, here, you, you can have organized detractors within the civil service and the public service structure. Mm. But at the political party level, um, we all believe that we have to support... So everybody's in line. Yes. So you don't face the level of opposition you face... There at the public service level, mm. uh, what the smile on a person's face uh, might contradict the thought of the person. Mm. So me, I always move beyond the veil interesting I, I will read a few questions i mean this is an interview that is um, supposed to focus on some of the things you said yesterday yes. but i'm taking liberty to read some questions okay that's fine uh, tell the nla to keep their machine in a museum it was a part of our childhood <laughs> so sam from Agugua says don't throw that machine away uh hi bernard just last friday i was i stick too sure with five cities and i want 1200 cities which i used to pay part of my school fees but uh. my mobile account was credited a day after for a minute, I thought the money would not come. <laughs> so you see, okay. we, used to, we introduced this small wins payment, and uh, I, I, I think small wins I inherited a huge challenge, a backlog of about 15 million cities worth of unpaid wins. Hey. Um, but gradually, 15 million, one five. Okay, but gradually we've cleared about half, and we're still being competitive. Paying. And is it more to pay? Yeah. On, so on, on that, I just wanted to ask. Yeah. So for these. So when you inherited that amount, did you have like corresponding numbers, details to which you could pay? 
yes, every, am, like every, every amount you play okay. goes goes with uh, okay. um, the, okay. the win ratio. Okay. If you play five cities, that's why the guy said you want thousand. No, I'm, I'm just saying. So for so I'm just saying cities, you're gonna get two okay. for. So for the fifteen million, so which means you had correct details. They were legitimate wins. That's legitimate wins. Yeah, I just wanted to find out accumulation. Okay. What he of his thousand to somebody's. So it's not only Thor that has debt. Any little has debt. ECG. ECG. <laughs> yeah, that's why Charlie now. Uh-huh. So yours is 15 million, which you've cleared half. As for just unpaid ones, then you also have other instances of suppliers and all. Have you paid your light? Have you paid your light bill? Yes, we have. <laughs> when I was to, I was on leave actually. I resumed just yesterday, and I, when my finance director said ECG people came there, did and I said. Even their mother ministry, they went to disconnect. Charlie, what's up? a revenue generating body. I said, Charlie Paddy, go look for money because I don't want to be in the news. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ask him why is it that if you play it on your phone, people gain access to your number and begin to send you unnecessary messages? Does that mean you do not protect our data? So, so basically, um, yeah. if you play on your phone, yeah. you are playing with our online partner. Okay. And they definitely need that your data to also help you to continue playing. To start sending you messages um, per so, uh, uh, so that's KGL. Uh, yeah, that's KGL. So it's, it's basically not just... And we also do have other collaborators with us who are not playing our 590 game. Okay. We have a... Um, um, a global fund. We have Zeta Technology. Okay. You have uh, LackWeb. Mm. Okay. Uh, men and Another one, like, yeah. Bernard. Please ask me about Simnet, a subsidiary of the Lottery Authority, whose staff are complaining of non-payment of salaries. He should throw more light on the relationship the authority has with Simnet Ghana. This person hasn't added their name. Well, uh, 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 Simnet is one of our technical service providers, so mm-hmm. we play our games on three main platforms: mm-hmm. Simnet, Lot. And that's of uh, Blue Star High Tech. Mm-hmm. And uh, I must admit, they've they've had some challenges to partly also contributing to it to is analyst indebtedness to them mm. and also some few technical challenges. But um, <clears throat> once they are asked, we continue to engage them. Mm. We've been paying in phases. Uh, almost every month we do pay something, but we're looking forward to giving them some good support to also mm. get them where Same as lot. Okay, this question came from Sebastian, Simon of Graphic. Yeah. Another question. <clears throat> it's not, this is not a question. This is a, a statement. And similar to is partly owned by SNET. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Uh, somebody called Eric says, I should tell you that they should send you to Lance Department. They need you there. <laughs> Lance. Charlie, that plays two things. Either witchcraft or juju. <laughs> you know, I said this I said this, I said this. thing on air last week and they were blaming me. So, so, it's, it's, so, so let me ask you, it means that in government, there are tough positions where if you go, you know that the place is hard. Like oh. the staff don't want to change. The culture there is I, difficult. I, I, I think it, it's also a reflection on what you do as a leader. Okay. If I got there mm. and I wanted to be the the boss boss the, oh, okay. and you get to work 11, manager members will come at 10.30. And wait if for you. know you get there at 11. Okay. But if I get there at 6.30, later 7 a.m., I'm always at work. Okay. And I come around to check up on you. I, normally 8.30, I go to mm. check on managers. Mm. Mm. But for staff, 8.00, Okay. I walk through the offices. And it helps me to also see some of the petty things that they want done. Mm-hmm. You can get to an office. Ah, the place is warm. What's happening? DJ, our AC has been off for this number. Oh, really? So small things like this. Take a phone. So sometimes systems, uh, DJ has to come and solve all those. Which is, systems which are not in place. Sometimes it's, uh, it's, 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 right. it's quite uh, okay. worrisome. I have finished the NLA interview, but I have two personal questions for you. Mm-hmm. 
the first one a lot of people want me to ask you is about your own political plans right you already spoke about your life in politics national organizer and then came into a public position mm. are you going to parliament well i, I saw the uh, you know yesterday i was supposed to be at the national council mm -hmm. meeting of the party i'm a member of the council unfortunately these media engagements did not mm -hmm. but i've seen the party's uh, timetable which is out february uh, for february next but the open nominations um somewhere november or so um, I'm, I'll have to start consultation, deep consultations uh, mm. with stakeholders. But is it there fair to say there's uh, there's the indication that people there, want you to do it? There, there is, there is, there's uh, there's huge and considerable level of support from the Kropon constituency uh, or somebody who's a Kropon North municipality yeah. from the chiefs and the people there, and that's of uh, our my own party uh, supporters. As I said, I have a sitting MP there. So I need to do some consultation. And even that of the MP, I'll have to... Also but that's where you are from. That's where I'm from. And that's from where the pressure from. is coming from. A huge pressure. That you should I'm go to parliament. Huge pressure. But um, I'll once again repeat, once nomination is open, I'll, I'll start some consultations ahead of November. If that works... Uh, and the other point, finally, is in you are a political operator. It, is, is it possible that as elections draw near, you may be recruited to do more support of the campaign and therefore you may have to sacrifice this 18 months because you are fully working on NLE and you mm. seem to be doing well but there's a again i'm speaking from an mpp perspective now there could be a bigger challenge of the party saying that they want to win an election you're a former national youth organizer current former national organizer former communicator and that your political skills may be needed more than your managerial skills i'm sure that pressure is also there it is um and uh, it's almost on daily basis. Mm. I've had discussions with key leaders in government, very key leaders in government, and key leaders at the party level, mm. um, that I'll be supporting the party's mobilization um, drive ahead of elections. Is every election is is a new election, and no two elections are the same. Even when it's a runoff, it's not a top-up election. Because they will start the counting from one, two, three, four. I think the NPP in 2024 must concentrate more on um, regaining our lost parliamentary seat. There will be a battle at the parliamentary level. You win the parliamentary vote, you win. It goes hand in hand with the presidential. And um, the NPP will have to also um, play tact. And I am convinced that we'll be the NDC. Um, strategy i see yeah. maybe we'll do a, a different question yeah. on politics and then again mm. um, i also believe one of one of the things that we have to also help trumpet is the fact that globally governments are going through tough times and very few governments survived in 2020 if you check mm. mean very few because of the impact of the pandemic and all that notwithstanding we also have a role to play as a party and government so yes you are right you seem you seem very geared up for the election and then and then <laughs> you could even change your poster in the interview you know when i was asking yeah, about nle it was sitting uh, down so when i said politics not then it changed because you unsettled me <laughs> no 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 i finished the nle interview i'm also expected to also um yeah, the vice president who decides to contest i i, I will support him so it means there's pressure from the 
party, mm-hmm. there's pressure from the vice president's side. Not and pressure from him. He hasn't told okay, me. Okay, not pressure. The likelihood, but the I, possibility. I I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of him. So and then if 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 my services. So if he needs you in his campaign, you have to yeah, go. If, if the party needs you in the national campaign, you have to go. Then I have to have a conversation with my employer. That's the president of the republic because I mm. serve on his behalf at the end. If um, I'll be able to combine, I'll have a discussion with him. Wow. Yeah. It means watch this space. The space is already being watched. <laughs> Samuel, thank you for joining the us. The city is refreshing. Fantastic. <laughs> it's a relevant radio all the time. Samuel Kou is the DJ of the NLA, and uh, we, we need to say that they, they, <laughs> they came in here to talk about some of their activities, including the... biggest colony of mafia. Including, including... Please, listeners, please ignore what he's saying. you don't have courage, you don't listen no, no. to morning show oh, on this platform. Samuel Kou, thank you. Thank they, you, Bernard. Thank you, we appreciate it. They, they did a meet the press yesterday and then a follow-up interview on the show this morning covering